All right, guys. Welcome to episode 95 of Open Your Toys Cast. This is the official podcast of OpenYourToys.com, the site dedicated to the four greatest action figure franchises of the 80s and all time. Those are Star Wars, Transformers, Masters of the Universe, and G.I. Joe. Not necessarily in that order. And if you want to kick it with us here, you can visit the site at OpenYourToys.com. We can be found on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OpenYourToysCast. You can subscribe to the show through our RSS feed on the website or through iTunes, or you can listen to us and subscribe to us through Stitcher Smart Radio. But the way we love to hear from you, we want to hear that voice. We want to make you internet famous is via our voicemail. It is 720-235-TOYS. That's 720-235-8697. I do have the new team here with us, the new crew. First up, Dave, why don't you tell the people how they can get in contact with you? Um, basically, uh, toyworldorder.com or the Toy World Order uh, fan group at on Facebook. And Roger, what's the best way to reach you, sir? So this is the debate on this one. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I wanted a new toy name. I have a toy name already. I even have a Twitter account attached to it and everything else. So we'll just go with that for the time being. So it's Toy Goon. Okay. Oh, I forgot about Toy Goon. It's been yeah. so long. Yeah, right, right. Okay. And and so Toy Goon, just as it sounds, right? Yeah. No weird, like, double zeros or anything no, like that? Straight up Toy Goon. You'll find me on Twitter. You can follow me there. Oh, that's perfect. We've got to start using that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Swage, how about you, sir? You can find me on Facebook.com slash Robot, or even better... Find me on eBay under Swage 66 <laughs> and click buy it now. <laughs> Just a warning, people. He does scalp. I, I saw some of your eBay posters. Postings. I'm me? like, ah, scalper, scalper. I'm sorry that I have I've... stuff that's rare. <laughs> and I'm also open to offers, but, you know, if you don't send an offer, somebody else is going to buy it. Just saying. There you go. If you hear, if you say you heard about it or uh, heard about him on the show, maybe he'll give you a discount off of some of those eBay prices. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, making <laughs> movie pictures also, at least I'm <laughs> off right there. <laughs> All right, Burn. If people want to talk to you, how how can they get a hold of you, sir? Uh, they can get in touch with me on Facebook uh, dot com, Vern Phillips, or uh, any social. media media outlet at vans 28 skate and that's sk8 correct? yeah it's uh vans 28 sk8 yep perfect and uh and if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time you know i am slick mcfavorite i can be found at twitter at slick mcfavorite or facebook.com at slash open your toys as opposed to open your toys cast um and that's pretty much about it um, uh, and i'm not active really on either one of those but if you message me i'll respond so two, two days later you'll respond but it's fine <laughs> exactly <laughs> you have to give uh, him a deadline and he will respond moments before it <laughs> that's a good see the, the new crew is already picking up on the way i do business <laughs> 
um, yeah, we have to uh, we have to figure out. I I eliminated the the ridiculous A team thing. I I <laughs> I know we talked about giving each person a shot at reading it. I'm just like no, but uh, I'll need to come up with a better about the team section where we talk about what each one of our specialties are and that kind of thing. So I'll do that for next time. Um, but what are we drinking? So Dave, what are you drinking, sir? Uh, Cherry Coke. <laughs> is this going to be, a, is this going, this is obviously a pattern yeah. now. Is this going to be a consistent thing? Maybe. <laughs> you, you, you'll have to tune in to find out. Yeah, one of the, one of these like, days will be It's like the Undertaker streak. When will it end? When will it end? And then it'll be a huge disappointment when it is. When it does. Yeah. Roger, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, my fucking wife was supposed to bring home some alcohol, and she hasn't got home yet. So I'm drinking boring Coca-Cola right now. Oh, okay. Well, do you know what alcohol she's supposed to be bringing, or will it just be a surprise? Uh, I'm hoping Summer Bee Cider, like I had every other show, but... It, it might be a surprise. So a, a little point of trivia for at least us Americans, because it doesn't necessarily pertain to you, is so they just passed new laws in regard to cider, hard cider here in the States, where one, it gets taxed less. It gets taxed similar to beer, which I guess before it was taxed a lot more. And so it was, it was more expensive and they also approved the, uh, ability to make the alcohol content a lot more. So we should hopefully be seeing cheaper and higher alcohol content ciders here soon. That sounds good. Yeah. Your alcohol (laughs) content there is like super low comparatively to us. Oh, really? So like what? So what is what did you call it? It was Super B. Is that what you said? Summer B. Summer B. So what's the alcohol content on that? Do you oh, remember? I don't know. I'll have to look at the can, but okay. I just know that your guys' beer is definitely a lot weaker than ours. Well, yeah, our cores and bud is like four yeah. percent. Yeah, you say that, so you need our help. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Swage, what you've got, sir? And I am rocking hardcore today with a big old jug of decaf store brand coffee. Oh, I'm a little out of my today, but give me a bit, and who knows? Maybe I'll conjure up a special mixture. <laughs> and Vern, I think you said you're on a diet, right? Yeah, so I'm just drinking so you're... delicious old H2O. I'm, I'm I've drank so much water; it's to the point where when I drink it, it makes me. Almost... I just want to gag. I'm so sick of it. If you're on a diet, I thought you were just supposed to stop mixing drinks and just do shots. (laughs) Yeah. My thing is all soda. Man, I drink soda like crazy. So just cutting out soda for me is 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 uh is a big deal. So yeah, but yeah, the water will have to do. I I bought some of those flavor packs that like no calorie packs, you know, to put in the water. So I'm gonna start using them and see how see how it goes. So but besides your soda, what else does your uh, New Year's diet entail? I'm just basically, you know, eating better, you know, eating a lot, a 
lot more fruits and vegetables, cutting out a lot of the fats and sugars and stuff like that. You know, no specific diet. I downloaded um, uh, Under Armour cal- calorie like counter fitness app on my phone, and I've just been like logging in every day and you know trying to keep track of my calories and stuff like that. So I'll probably give myself a couple weeks and I'll start working out. You know, I, I don't want to do it all at one time. Myself uh, yeah. extra miserable. <laughs> exactly. Sustainability is what what uh quote diets and just being healthy is all about. Yeah. So uh luckily my diet hasn't started yet because Mrs. McFavorite is not ready to wean herself off of the bottle. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I I'm still drinking tonight and I'm actually drinking one of her beers because I didn't have time to stop and get my own. Uh, but it's not bad. I'm drinking a uh, Sam Adams cream stout here, and it says, uh, "Harkening back to the tradition of English sweet stouts, our cream stout has a rich, smooth silkiness that differs it from Irish dry stout cousins. Dark roasted malts give this brew an ebony color and deep notes of chocolate, caramel, and coffee for a rich." roastiness and subtle sweet finish cheers so yeah (laughs) it's pretty good it's exactly what jessica likes now since this is something because people we didn't do a show when she transitioned um so miss mcfavorite used to uh only drink um wheat on the show so every week it'd be a different wheat and uh, once she figured out that uh, stouts and porters pretty much taste like coffee, that's all she drinks now is extra dark uh, beers. Mm. She still hasn't gone all the way to IPAs yet, but they're just—they've got a little too much uh, uh, hoppiness for too much of the bitters. The first time yeah, I, I, I got it, like really dark beers. I went to uh, this this ale house or something uh, in Hollywood, Florida, and I drank and drank and drank for probably five hours, and every beer looked like coffee. And I tell you what, I shit motor oil for a week. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> Had the hoppy business all up in there, huh? Oh, man. I tell you what, it, it was like Drano. <laughs> Nothing was clogging those pipes after that. Just whoosh. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, on that note, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, get into con news here. Um, so this is uh, we have something that touches in toy news about this, but um, this was it's been a few weeks now since this kind of broke, um, but. It is. It's very important, at least to uh, two of the franchises we talk about. Um, so in con news, the the part we want to talk about is uh, Fun Pub's con future. So so we have this issue kind of spans more than just their cons, um, but we did talk about it in our first show with the new team. Um, but we also wanted to talk about. Uh, now fun pubs actually released some information that, that they didn't actually release it. It was discovered in the small type, um, of the, uh, subscription contracts. And that is that 
basically all FunPub uh, memberships will end in at the end of December 2016, um, no matter when you renew it. So basically, if you don't renew your membership after March of this year, because you won't qualify for the free figure, you know, it'll end in less than three months, that kind of thing. But um, there was questions brought up when a new company, and does anybody remember what their name is off the top of their head? City Neon. City Neon. When when they were granted the the con license for Hasbro properties, right? It's not just Transformers and, and G.I. Joe. It's just any Hasbro properties. No, I, thought Is that just, correct? I thought it was just Transformers. It was they were doing the Transformers experience. Oh, yeah. interesting. I guess yeah, I didn't they, notice they, that they got yeah, Mike right about that last show. Yeah. Yeah, it was anything officially related to Transformers, any kind of event, except for Indianapolis, Indiana. That was really, that was the only loophole for them. Interesting. Okay, so so then that's all we knew about cons. Um, and that's really kind of all we do know besides this whole membership debacle, right, is that this new company has been given Transformers the the official license for Transformers conventions with no word whether FunPub is actually going to be still putting on bot cons or not. Um, so I guess a lot less to talk about in in cons at least. So we'll we'll touch more about that in toy news and it's literally after one quick thing about another con, a con that I actually wish that I was going to this year, but with having Joe con in, in my backyard, I'll be going to that. And Vern and I are, um, we've, we've at least bought the exclusives or, or at least I bought the exclusives that you have to pick up at the show. So, Hopefully, I'm going to PowerCon this year. <laughs> if not, I may have to scramble and figure out somebody I know that's going to it to pick them up for me. But uh, So I'll be going to PowerCon, hopefully, and then two weeks later, G.I. JoeCon is, is here in Colorado. So that pretty much takes care of my uh, con budget for the year. Um, but Swage, I assume you'll be going to TFCon Chicago next year. I'm definitely wanting to that one. And I'm actually even pretty much going to go to BotCon just because it's two hours away. Um, but TFCon, oh, which no. is October 21st through the 23rd in, well, Rosemont, Illinois is where technically where it is, but it's yeah. basically Chicago. Um, but honestly, the funny thing is I'm like the only person I know that thinks late. October Chicago wind. Oh man, that might be bad. <laughs> oh god, that's gonna be miserable, dude. I was there in like but, late you know, August like, and it was freezing. Uh, yeah, but then I'm like, well, Botcon is in you know my neck of the woods in April, which could either be 80 degrees, 50 degrees, or 12 inches of snow. So 
we don't we don't have a summer con this year, but um, yeah, TFCon is definitely going to be sweet, just like last year, and I'm sure the year before, and in Toronto. Yeah, there. That's kind of interesting. What Fun Pub reversed JoeCon and BotCon this year. So BotCon is usually the or uh, JoeCon is usually the spring con, and BotCon's the summer con. So it's actually nice that they reverse those for me at least. And and I guess for Roger, right? Are are you still on on schedule to be coming to JoeCon here, staying with me possibly? When is this happening again? In June? <laughs> or <laughs> so, so that that answers Sorry. whether he's on schedule or not. <laughs> yes, it is in June. All right. So I just honestly found out we were moving in June. Ah. So I don't know where I'll be. Okay. Yeah. Are you are you moving to the States or just somewhere still oh, in, fuck no. this, in the US hat up there? Uh no, we'll probably end up moving somewhere in our our city. We're just not living where we are now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But Well definitely try to do it. Yeah, and no, you I'm... too, Vern, if you haven't given uh PowerCon any thoughts. Oh no, I'm it. I'm gonna try to swing PowerCon, man. I, I really want to go to that. So I'm I'm definitely I'm gonna do as much as I can to go to that. Okay. Yeah, because it would be nice to be able to hang out with you guys. Hell yeah. I'll know in like then... the next month or so what's going on for sure. And then Swage, who knows, maybe if I had, if, well, obviously if I hit the lottery, I'll go to every con, but, uh, if, <laughs> if I, if I have something financially positive happen to me this year, uh, the next thing on my, on my bucket list is, uh, is a TF con to go to. Of course, well, there are hotel- you know, if you stop talking shit about my eBay prices, maybe people will keep buying stuff, <laughs> and I can plan ahead. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so their hotel block is open in Chicago, so if you're going, if you know you're going for sure, go ahead and book your room. Um, as a person that has never stayed at the hotel that cons actually happen at i always i always get a cheaper hotel you know within a couple miles or whatever um i would say it's worth it you know there there is so much that happens after hours you know and and what happens to me usually is when i stay off site i i try to go find a good dinner suggested by yelp and sometimes i'll come back for parts parties or or room to room trading or something but um really some of the best after hour stories i hear from anybody that attends these smaller cons like botcon jocon tfcon is really sitting down there at the bar at 10:30 at night and and Larry Hama is having a beer with you or you know David K is is telling a bunch of fans a story about working on TF animated or you know that kind of shit so i i would suggest if you can afford it definitely stay at the con hotel i i Absolutely. think you just you, you get a richer experience yeah like and and swage to something you were involved with that uh that shattered cast uh like hangout at tfcon uh last year like that was amazing dude i i was just like oh i would have loved to have been part of something yeah, like that those are the kinds of things that 
you know, when you have to deal with knowing you have to leave, that it's just, it's, you know, when, um, you know, our friend Thorazine, um, he and I had gone to BotCon last year together. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we were being cheapskates. We got a hotel like two miles away. But that drastically altered the entire weekend. You know, it was nice to get away from the commotion in one way. But, man, when you're having so much fun and you want to get trashed or just hang out with people the whole fucking day or night, uh, it really does put a little cloud over everything because you're like, oh, yeah, but we have to survive the trip home. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't want to be those douchebags. So somebody's got to stay sober or you got to pay out the ass to get a cab. That kind of thing. So, you know, if you're finding a hotel within, I mean, any kind of price, like, I mean, it better be like, if it's not 10 bucks a night versus the 149, <laughs> versus the 149, I mean, you, you got to stay at the hotel, you know, and it's just, because it's just, there's just so much shit going on. And the vibe was totally different between BotCon and TFCon. And it wasn't a bad vibe at all at BotCon. It was just masses. Whereas TFCon, the, the hotel was spaced better for this kind of thing. And yeah. it was just, it was, it was just crazy because like every kind of crew click, whatever kind of meshed. There was no, you know, the only drama I saw were from like rich people that just happened to be staying the night and we're talking shit about like cosplayers. And, but other than that, I mean, everybody's breaking bread, having drinks, um, you know, like that shattered cast thing. Everyone was invited. You know, there was no, Oh, you talk to this guy or, you know, that guy, you know, stay over there. It was just everybody come hang out, have fun. Fuck it. Let's just, you know, kick some ass and, you know, just all good times. Basically, that's all it was. <laughs> and I can, and I can tell you right now, if I was not at that hotel, I would have been screwed because being able to access my room during the day and at night, getting whatever I needed for whatever is it really, really is priceless. You cannot top that. Yeah. Yeah, and and for you guys on on the cast that are not Transformers people, so you probably didn't see the Shattered cast, they literally did like a video roundtable, and what was it, would you say 20, 25 people were in that circle that they were doing, that they did that video with, Swage? Yeah, it was it was probably close to 30, if not more, because there were also people that were in and out. Um, I know I actually had to leave. Um, I would, I'd actually gotten really sick that day. Um, <clears throat> so I was there for the beginning and then I was like, yeah, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but yeah, and it was just, Hey, there's these guys and there's this guy. And, you know, they were just, you know, having people answer on their own, you know, it didn't matter. You didn't have to be a personality per se to hang out with anyone. It was just, you know, just have fun. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into uh, toy news. So kind of on the heels of the fun pub thing, uh, we have a a brief discussion, just a a quick blog post um, from uh, Justin over at General's Joe's. Um, and, And this is just a way to open this subject up to talk about in general. But so he asked the question, will we see an FSS 5.0? What does this, what does this very minor uh, 
a small print thing that all memberships end at the end of 2016 mean for the club? Are they going to do a 5.0 FSS? Are they going to do, um, um, are they going to be working on exclusives? Because we all know it takes about a year for these toys to go through approval processes and design and, and tooling and all of that. Um, so I guess uh, uh, we'll start with you, Roger, um, since you're our Joe guy. Um, so so what are you kind of feeling about this, about if the club loses its loses its license to be the official uh, fan club, essentially, is all they are of of these brands. Well, it could be a sad day for GI Joe, to be honest with you. I don't I don't know if anybody else will pick it up, and I don't know. Is this our last convention? Is this our last elite wave of figures? Are they going to disband the club? I mean, that's a pretty big organization, but even they need financial backing at the end of the day. Yeah, because while these while these figures are costing thirty dollars plus a piece bought this way, you know they really are they really are like you said you said it perfectly they're an elite series of figures. They have more paint apps than we ever see at retail. Uh, they're they're more obscure characters than we'll ever see at retail. Um, Dave, I know you're our Star Wars guy, but you're you're also a huge GI Joe guy. I mean, what do you yeah. think about this in regard to to GI Joe at least? Well, I wanted to say that um, on the uh, I, I got to do this weird thing with my phone. Please forgive me, but they they posted the uh, Fun Pub admin posted a thing on their forums, and they obliquely mentioned in addition. As a continuing active member, you will still be eligible to purchase FSS 5.0 should you desire to participate. So, Interesting. Okay. Yeah, they, 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 dropped that, they dropped that when they were kind of sort of obliquely mentioning the whole you – know, the, the situation without talking about the situation. But they did yeah. mention a 5.0. You know, I, I, I like the subscription services. I think it depends on, on – there have been certain point um, O's that I like better than other ones. Um, my thing has always been I like the more obscure figures, and I think that's what these kind of organizations should be about: is more of the kind of fan servicey things than the stuff that would appeal at retail. Um, so when they do something like Billy or um, some of the weird foreign variants, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I have I've skipped over. I I did one and I skipped two and three and I'm back in on four, and that's just mainly like you said. It's due to my focuses, you know. If 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 uh, what did I do? You want the Tiger 30... Force, don't you? Yeah, it is. It's the Tiger Force. Um, there's the Fire Bat. You know, I'm a bat collector. You know, I basically usually go with if there's at least 33%, so four of the 12 figures I want, then I subscribe. Two and three, there hasn't been 33%. There's been three, but not four. You know, um, 
So, so that is good. I, I hadn't heard if there had been, because the club has been so hands off with this. There, there's a mention of in the January newsletter there'll be more information yeah, about this. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't even hear about that that there will, you know, quote will be uh FSS five for Joe. So I, I'm they actually glad it will be. They just, it's like they're they're addressing the situation. If I if I could do this without my phone blinking out every time I try to look <laughs> There's a whole post yeah. at the very end. <laughs> at the very end, they say, you know, and, and you, you still have to be a member if you want to get 5.0. Everyone's like, 5.0? So they're doing a 5.0? Um, and some people I think, think maybe it was a typo. And um, I think they're a year ahead all the time, so they probably already have 5.0 already in the it works. Yeah, because they would have <clears> to have <throat> something to show by the time which Joe Con is traditionally a springtime con, so they'd have they would probably be on schedule to show something in April. Right. Um, so the yeah, five has already been made. They're just I guess waiting to see if maybe someone else will, will jump in after Fub Hub pulls out. And remember that four has been really delayed, as usual. Mm-hmm. Like like it was supposed mm-hmm. to be, I think, last year. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's usually supposed to start in September, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. So it, no it was really, really. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't laugh. You're, no, you're I'm third sick. I was party that, world. That's how I cough now. Your, <laughs> <laughs> your third party world is the most notorious for delays in their production schedules. <laughs> but uh, it's sorry, we we cut you off. Go ahead. Um, I don't know who. Uh, I, 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 I think I made my point. So. <laughs> yeah, I think you did too, and 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 that goes to speak to how this would work in general. So so let's let's go with what some people see as the worst case, some people see as the best case, whatever you want to call it. FunPub loses the license. 2017. We don't know if another company picks that up, or maybe it just doesn't exist. Um, but does that mean that anything that was put into progress in 2016 but can't be executed in, until 2017 still happens? Or is it kind of like the third party world where, you know, Hasbro announces they're doing this masterpiece sound wave? So, oh, you just scrap that sound wave and and start with something else. I, I don't think they would do that. What what I would assume is that so for example, you know they they also have a subscription service through the TCC. Yeah. What I'm assuming is that you know they're gonna push because you know they lose their license technically in say 17. You know they have all of this year. If they finalize the products that are selected and get the approval, I think if they do that before 2017, they might even be able to actually uh, distribute those to the the paying members whenever they arrive, because it wouldn't be something where you know because you know the subscription service is paid for in advance. 
So it's not like they would be receiving money for it in 2017, which would break the deadline. I wonder if they're just going to try to either that or they're just going to push and try to get everything out the door before December 31st. So, so interesting scenario there. So it's not completely prepaid. If you do installments, it's three installments. Right. But you're, so, you're agreeing to that payment contract in, in a licensed year is what I'm saying. You know, I see. So it's kind of like, so, like in the music industry, if, if someone loses the rights to distributing, you know, an album or something and it ends in 2017, you know, it's a weird analogy, but you know, any physical copies that are in stores, you know, they, they're still going to get paid for if they were the ones that distributed prior to that. So if they get a cut of physical sales in 2017, you know, that doesn't really break that new license thing because, you know, it's a transaction that technically was agreed to prior to that. That's just a thought. I don't know for sure, but that I'm thinking they're either pushing to get it all out the door or they're, you know, they're coming up with something to where they can collect their money and their contracts and, you know, all their, uh, you know, all the agreements before. So that way, if there is a delay or something, then, you know, anything sent out in 2017 won't really, you know, be a breach of anything. And, you know, if it's going to be the club, it's going to be delayed. So, <laughs> they, but at the same time, you know, they, they'll send out, they'll send out fucked up toys and send you an email saying, oh, yeah, sorry about your luck. So it's, you know, there's all kinds of ways this could go at this point. <laughs> Hasbro just might pick up that last line and call it their 50th anniversary. Who knows? Yeah, that that's true. Roger, do you do the club? Yes, I do. I mean, not the club, sorry. Do you do the FSS? Yeah, I did one, two. I cherry-picked three. I'm probably going to cherry-pick four, and I haven't seen five yet, so. Okay. Um, so here's a scenario for and, – and, uh, and for you too, um, Swage, but I, I'm pretty sure I know your answer. So <laughs> with this with this being possibly the last year they do an FSS, if for some reason the books say, you know, accountants say, no, you can't do an installment plan, you can offer this last wave, but everybody has to pay up front, no installments. Um, so we'll start with you, Roger, enough characters to persuade you that you would normally do it. Would you pay that, whatever the $380 up front for figures of a company that is essentially going out of business? Um, yeah, if I get the majority of what I want out of there, like there has, I want a crystal ball, I want a raptor, I want some like really fucking obscure guys that you'll never see in the real deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'll pay the, I'll pay the three whatever up front. Dave, what about you? And I, I guess I should ask, Dave, do you normally do installments or do you do the all up front when you do participate? Well, I was gonna say I, I do it all up front. Um, oh, anyways, yeah. so it won't be anything different. And I do installments. I would probably do it all up front again if there were enough characters. And Swage, if if I'm sure Combiner Wars didn't sway you this year, right? You didn't mm. do the Combiner Wars subscription. No, I've never done any of the subscriptions. 
but say they have this amazing lineup you or not even amazing i think that goes a little too far but they have something that sways you enough that you're like i can i can dig the ones i want and i'll resell the other ones do you pay 400 bucks nope. for a transformers nope. no no I, i've had subservice figures but i've always hand you know cherry picked them there's no way no way i'm paying them all that money up front their their reputation isn't good enough and the figures are never overwhelmingly great you're not yeah, a very that... good transformers fan <laughs> jesus send your Sorry. hate mail to swage that's right that's right and uh, me and uh, the other one percent third party elitists will talk about you on every podcast known to man for months to come <laughs> you will be say, internet famous <laughs> i was gonna say that uh, hate mail might go both ways so it, it, if right. you're a third party elitist send your hate mail to roger at, to- yeah. at toy goon and funny enough yeah, exactly <laughs> bring it toy goon for me, honestly, it has nothing to do with third party, you know, with the club, with me. It's it's just – it just doesn't work for me. Like the, the stuff they have and the pricing is just way out of line for me. I mean you're talking masterpiece money for a $14 toy with different colors. And yeah. I just – that for me, I just can't do that. As a collector, I just can't do it. You know, I'd, I'd still like to go to BotCon, so there's – you know, I'm, a, I'm supporting the official entity, blah, blah, blah. But stuff like this and their customer service, you know, and credit card hacks and blah, 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 and every all the all the other stuff they've had, I would absolutely not feel comfortable doing that at all. Understandable. So, like I say, we want to hear from you guys. Chime in. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, leave a comment on the blog. I mean, hit us up on Facebook. Um, if you guys get anything from individual listeners or whatever, just make sure you forward them to me. We want to hear what you guys think. This is this is a huge shift. I mean, I I think when I joined the fandom, learning about the club was a really exciting time. Um, it is definitely one of the most polarizing things in the toy community. I mean, it's definitely on the level um, of Maddie Collector and some of the problems we've had with their system. So we definitely want to hear what you guys think. So, so let us know. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, Toys R Us computers, I think in Canada, show uh, a planet of junk platinum set for 109.99 this this showed up in conjunction with uh victorian and the two g2 combiner sets uh coming out for combiner wars um so uh 109.99 is obviously too much for one junkian I think it would be amazing if they did some kind of retool or recolor of a second Junkion because, you know, that was kind of the cool thing about them was there was a bunch of different uh, Junkions in the movie. And that's what I kind of dug about the Chug line, too, is that we we got different heads and different color schemes. Um, So Swage being our Transformers guy, what do you think about this? I I have way too high of hopes for this <laughs> because like you like you mentioned I would love some retooling of the G1 mold um, 
I actually just really started diving into vintage toys to collect myself. And man, uh, Redgar is one I need. And but you know, there's only Redgar. You know, as far as vintage, there's no yeah. there's no alternatives. You know, in in the Chug line, we had um, Scrap Heap and Redgar, and there was another one. He was like scout sized. Yeah, you know. well, we had and then there we was had the, the, the hoppy variant. Yeah, you had the shattered glass and which included the e hobby variant head, but I don't know what the e hobby one was. That was explicitly called. Oh man, it's, there's junk heap or scrap heap junk something. I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not important. But yeah, but, it would be nice to see some sort of retooling, but I don't really. I don't know if they've ever just gone back and retooled the G1 mold. That wouldn't really make sense for them. I'm assuming it's going to follow line with the Blitzwing and Astro Train, which is just totally off the wall color schemes. God, I hope or so. maybe even some sort of different weaponry. You know, maybe Retgar comes with the shield, and then the other ones come with various weaponry and different colors. But either way, I mean, I wouldn't mind either way. I mean. I, I I love the new wave of reissues that's been hitting this year. I don't like the pricing so far, except for Trypticon. But you know, it's well, the fact that it's Trypticon's sale price. His his full price was pushing it. You could almost buy, you could almost buy a complete G one for the full price. But yeah, yeah, the the Amazon lightning prices during the holidays definitely yeah. making that figure a hundred bucks is definitely worth it yeah and actually you know what's shitty about that is that when they first dropped the price on that you had to submit a one of those fucking waiver things that you know oh you're getting this lightning deal so you can't get any more for x amount of time mm-hmm. and as soon as that time period ended so because that's how i got it and it was like 120 after tax i think mm-hmm. As soon as that time period ended, they fucking put it on sale for even cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, and not only that, but some people were getting full refunds, and then people like me who were polite and simply said, hey, should I return this and then buy another one for cheaper, or can you help me out here? And then they just told me to fuck off. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that really, that really, because if they had just, you know, let it fuck, because, I mean, hell, even BBTS... If they put something on sale that you bought within, I think, 10 to 14 days and you contact them, even they'll refund you. Yeah. And you don't have to turn a voucher in. You just say, hey, this went on sale. Can I get you know some store credit? And they're like, sure. Amazon, where you well, had to pay to get that option in the first place, you know, they pick and choose who, who gets what. And, you know, I don't, I don't like to blow up on a customer service rep just because, you know, it ain't got nothing to do with them really. But damn. Damn, you know that ten bucks would have kept me a pretty happy customer. Now I'm like, fuck Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I did the uh, after the whole uh, uh, Omega or not Omega Supreme, the Unicron that sold out in one day. It came back for like one more hour, one week later, and then you never saw it again. Yeah. And so it like shot up to like two hundred and fifty, like. With Trypticon, I was like, screw that. I bought it the first day it went up. So when the Lightning deal came up, they they said, we'll do a one-time courtesy and adjust it to the 118. Um, it, are you guys hearing that yeah, echo? Yeah, it's got the echo going. Me? 
that's me. Yeah. It's echoing on my voice. Um, we'll see if it keeps and maybe we'll need to do a break. But it, so then when I saw it drop to like 104, I was like, well, they adjusted me down to 118. I'm not going to bitch further, you know, but it just goes to show you, you never know if something's going to sell out in one day or it's going to stick around and be clearance through the holidays. Yeah, well, I think with the Platinum releases, though, none of them are are doing great. You know, the uh, the Perceptor and Blaster, people aren't exactly frothing at the mouth for that. Um, yeah. The Insecticons. Well, those both, those both had, and that too, had recent reissues already. Yeah, they've, they've had multiple reissues. And, yeah. well, the Perceptor, not, not quite as recent, but still, I mean, that and the, the Insecticons, the, and they I think they changed yeah. something on the Insecticons. They... You know, the packaging is fantastic. It looks great. And it includes yeah. the three little Energon cubes that you could only get with the Takara book reissue previously. But they use different materials, and I think the wings are different. And a lot of people were saying, you know, the, you know, the quality wasn't quite there. Just like on Trypticon, you know, it's, it's very light for such a big-ass toy. But, you know, for me, I'm not paying three, $400 for a complete G1, so I'll get the reissue for 100 something I'm not complaining, you know, a display piece to me doesn't need to weigh 10 pounds unless I pay vintage money. Then, you know, I better be able to throw that through your windshield. <laughs> so they reissued Trypticon, like they, they did the full remold of it, or did they just make a, a modern version of it? No, it's no. it's a complete, it's it's a duplicate, basically. That's a duplicate of the original, okay. Yeah, all the accessories, all the little ramps and shit, everything. Cool. Yeah, and and they're doing a complete a complete new mold of it as well. It was voted it was the fan favorite Titan figure for next year as well. Yeah, to go alongside so, with uh, Fort Max that they're going to be making as well. Yeah. Um. So, Dave, Junkion fan, by um, any chance? I have the I I don't remember what they're called, but the they uh. The not a huge one, but I, I have the what were they? The universe ones you guys were talking about yeah. a minute ago, like Junkie yeah. and, and Junkie on they're, they're basically the same toy. Um, mm-hmm. I have those, but I'm not like a I, I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore Junkie on fan. 110 bucks for possibly a, no. a couple no. reissues. Nope, nope, okay. nope. And and Roger, you're no Transformers, right? Nope. Okay, and Vern, you're no Transformers either, right? I, I like Transformers. I just I don't know a lot about them other than the G1s, you know. I mean, I like them yeah. a lot. You know, I like everything we cover, but my pocket only allows me to collect so much. <laughs> exactly. No, I feel you. Yeah. Um. Okay. Ah, there's yeah. the echo. Somebody else talk, please. Hello, hello. Okay. Usually, it's like when anybody else talks, the echo goes away. I don't. So that's that's definitely Skype. All right, Vern. Up next is uh, yours, and I didn't even know about this site, so I'm kind of. It's kind of cool that you guys are submitting news from sites I haven't heard of. So, from He-Man World, we get a preview of the Masters of the Universe action vinyls from Loyal Subjects. So I think we are all familiar with Loyal Subjects as they produce uh, similar vinyl toys for uh, for Transformers and GI Joe. Um, but, uh, Vern, so are, are these 
must-buys for you, or are they just kitsch, I, not part of your collection? I'm not in, I'm not real big into vinyls, you know, like the pops and all that, but when I seen these, I didn't even know these existed either I, I, until I was just like, you know, they come across them some way, but I think they look so cool. I've already pre-ordered uh, Skeletor and He-Man. Um, I'm going to see what they look like before I, you know, get any further, but I really like them. I think they're 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 really neat looking. They look like uh, the vintage figures, which you know I like the most. And uh, I think there's 11 of them in the first set. So you know they're they're about uh, I think they are $16 a piece. And um, I think I ordered two with shipping. It come to like 44 bucks. So they're not that bad. Um, the only thing I can't find is like I don't know exactly how tall they are. I mean I don't know what the the height of them is and. Um, I don't really care. This, by the way, they look. I'll, I'll get them either way. But I really like them. Um, I, I don't think you go for anything beyond uh, actual Joe product, right, Roger? You don't do any of these like spinoff companies or anything. No, but I collect lots of stuff. Like I collect Masters and all that stuff. Like I think that Trapjaw looks sick. Yeah, the trap jaw looks pretty cool. Even I know who uh, that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, do you have any of these loyal subject Joe stuff? Um, I ordered. They had like a sale, I think, at Thanksgiving, so I ordered a Baroness, and uh, she's in the next, like a regular version is in the next wave, which I'm hoping to pick up because they do blind boxes, don't they? That's their yeah, yeah. They're which, usually blind box. Yeah, which I hate. So I'll probably pick up one on eBay or at a show. But yeah, that's about it. Is is to indulge my baroness fetish, and that's that's about it. Yeah, because they've done. I have the first versions of of these toys. So I have, well, and I have, I guess, the first two versions they did. So for GI Joe and Transformers, they did traditional vinyl style figures. So they're about they're about three and three quarter inch, super deformed with big heads, um, but their articulation is usually no legs, uh, head and shoulders. Yeah, it and says, that's says it. eight points. Um, yeah, it says eight points on each figure. Yeah, and I think that's what the new Joe ones that that Dave was talking about is too is a a more articulated vinyl figure. Um, with Transformers, in their next wave of Transformers, they added legs to it, too, like ball-jointed legs and, and ball-jointed. Again, minimal articulation, not a ball-joint that goes everywhere like these look like they do. These seem to have really good, like, out-to-the-side and up-top kind of articulation. Yeah, so, the, the joints on yeah, these they, look like the wrist, the, the head, the shoulders... The, the arms open knees. completely up. Yeah, yeah. Just the top of the thighs. There's no knee or elbow articulation, though. It doesn't look like. Yeah, which. So it it, it will be interesting because, like I say, I have key characters from those older lines. You know, a snow job and an Optimus Prime, but that's about it. So I would be curious to see how these turn out because yeah. probably not a He-Man or Skeletor, but that trap jaw is looking really nice. That faker looks pretty rad too, actually. I just don't like that it's not orange. Why is his shit pink? Is that or is Cause he's that a badass just... motherfucker? That's why. What's his What's <laughs> his name? Are you talking about the guy with the white eyes and the big helmet? No, uh, no, <laughs> uh, the He-Man guy down in the bottom right. Yeah, he's all blue. 
Who's the guy right above him with the? Oh, the that's Jesus. Yeah, he looks badass. I would buy like half of these because I wouldn't buy like you know vintage E-Man shit. But this is the kind of stuff I would keep around the house just for the hell of it. Yeah, I didn't even know they like I said I didn't know these things existed. But looking on her page, like even the GI Joe and Transformers stuff is really cool. I'd I'd buy some of those. I mean, even other the Masters. Yeah, and again, uh, I think it was was it uh, you, Dave, that was talking about that these are usually blind box, right? Dave dropped out. By the way. Uh, I got back in. I got back in. Okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) So that's the biggest drawback to me is that because they're blind box, I don't want to go into my local art toy toy shop and just buy a couple because I know I'm going to get a Tila and a Stratos, which I don't give a shit about. Um and then the problem with that is, is the people that actually go and buy a case and then go sell them online, He-Man ends up being $30 and Stratos is $10, you know, so the, the most demanded ones get really expensive really quick. Are those scalper prices? Yeah, so those are secondary <laughs> market, but but uh, hey, you know what? You know what? Let's... Lowest buy it now prices in the United States on every one of the motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, if you get, a, if you get a, a a naked picture with it, I'll buy whatever you have. I'll send you a naked picture of me anytime, my friend. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so now, Vern, what you were saying though is that that you pre-ordered these for the specific character, right? Well, right you now... didn't just buy. Two blind boxes. Well, yeah. Right now, I just order, I ordered them off their website. The only characters for Masters that's available is Triclops, uh, Skeletor, Manny Faces, and He-Man. And you can order them individually. Like I said, they're sixteen bucks a piece, and they they, huh. they don't come. You know, they're pre-order. They don't come out till spring. They don't give you a specific date. Um, but yeah, because I would if I would have got the trap jaw for sure if he was on there. You know, I, I always try to buy like at least He-Man and Skeletor. You know, I, I kind of you know like. 2000. They're, they're they're semi-focused. Yeah, characters. exactly. Correct. Yeah. So you know, I I got the big, you know, Maddie twelve-inch figures. You know, so um, I figured I'll go in with these two. But it, as much as I like them, I wouldn't be surprised if I wind up picking them all up. Nice. Well, we'll definitely, if we ever get time for reviews, which uh, considering we're only uh, about fifteen uh, percent of into the show and we're at an hour already that's probably never going to happen but maybe you'll have to talk about it once you get them if you click on the the actual page itself it'll take you to the order page uh-huh. and it has the he-man and also shows you like a tmnt you can get a slash and leatherhead two-pack you can get a rock city bebop two two-pack you can get a, a crimson crimson guard and copperhead python patrol oh wow interesting yeah all right. Well, we'll have to take that, take a look at that then in closer detail. Um, but let's go ahead and move on to insane prices for Black Series Wave Five. So for the very next wave set to come out, which um, Hasbro has been known to release multiple waves at the same time, so well, you never I mean, know if people have found if them. this. Mo- 
So. Oh, have they found them in, in stores? Yeah. Oh, really? And they're still? Okay, so I didn't dig deep enough into this. Dave, this is your topic. Um, so w- what were some of these insane prices that this very next wave of Black Series 6-inch were going for on eBay? Well, Vern was looking them up right before we recorded, so he's probably got a little more fresh in his mind. But, I mean, people were asking like $140, you know, $100. Um, the, the they were selling at like sixty bucks a pop. Yep. Um, and it's what just, they're actually going for. Uh, yeah, that's people. That's what people have actually paid for them. And it's Jeez. you know it's it's crazy. I mean, like I said, people started finding these. People were finding them just before Christmas, and now they're starting to actually find them. And it's just like I you know we were just talking, we were just joking about the loyal subjects on the on eBay, but that's it's crazy how big this line has gotten so fast. And how people just like people just can't wait. It's madness. I think it has to do too with they're like except for Django, they're all like first issued figures. You know, first issue Fire Trooper, first Finn with his helmet, you know, and Stormtrooper with his helmet off, and old Han. You know, well, well, Django's. I mean, for the Black Series, Django's new. Uh, yeah, I think just, people, yeah, character wise, like, oh uh, well, the Flame Trooper they did. Um, that was one of the first series figures. Um, and then uh. You know, old Han. Well, no, in this line though, right? Hey, well, I'm, there's not I'm a, because Django's new in the line. Yeah. So, but um, I think some of it's also you know some of the earlier figures are now so expensive, like like Darth Maul. That people. Yeah. Well, and I and, and I hear about this. So, so I wasn't even going to do. I was only going to do original trilogy, um, and and Storm slash clone troopers that was my original cherry pick and not even only original trilogy selective original trilogy so i held off on darth maul until i found him for like uh eight dollars on amazon with free shipping so so do you know what it's going for right now like what it or maybe uh r2d2 is going for uh, honestly, I don't know offhand. Last time someone told it's it's been a couple of months, so it might have gone up or down. But someone said two hundred dollars for Darth Maul. Um, what for a six inch black series? Okay, I, I this is something that was quoted to me because I didn't get into the black series at all until uh, Force Awakens, really. And um, yeah. like you, like like I cherry picked harder than you. It was basically I got Bosk. And that was yeah. Like, I was gonna say Bosk was and see, and I've never Bosk was actually one I was going to buy, and I never saw one at, at retail. So I have my bounty hunter buddy, uh, one of my focus characters is IG88. So luckily I found one of those at retail. Yeah, I picked. But, I think I picked one up off of Big Bad Toyster when they had him in for like a moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like some of the early ones are just going through the roof, and it's insane. Um, and I think, I think that's part of the reason people are getting real, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's just madness to me that people are, are, are trying to like command these huge prices for stuff that's going to be everywhere. You know, it's like, it's, it's like with Captain Phasma. It's like everyone was like picking up Captain Phasma and she was worth a ton of money. She's worth like 30, 40 bucks back before things got super crazy. Now that the movies come out, I think that I haven't checked recently, but I, I heard people are getting rid of their phasmas and throwing them away and like filming <laughs> destroying them. And, <laughs> you know, phasma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we want, yeah, we want that one guy, and it's like, well, he's in the Target two pack, so go go to Target. Yeah, everybody wants that stormtrooper that pulled out that uh, that weird 
the like, yeah, the riot trooper, trooper. Riot, trooper. riot trooper, yeah. Yeah. Dave, I'm looking at prices for complete items, and Darth okay. Maul is selling for about 150. Okay. Oh R2 was selling God. for close to 70 to 80 bucks for R2. Are we talking oh. back R2? Are I know we, they're bringing I'm back R2. Sold prices, not what people are asking. I'm talking completed listings. Yeah. And are we talking mint and box yes. or are we mint talking box. loose? Yeah. Mint okay, yeah. mint and box. Yeah. Okay. This doesn't seem like a serious. I'm like, I have a loose one right now that I will scout <laughs> right this. <second. laughs> I even know where all its accessories are. <laughs> I'm like, I bought it because it was eight bucks. I'll, I'll definitely fucking sell it for a hundred. You know what? Bucks. I'm gonna have to do my own episode explaining what scalping actually is. <laughs> no, and trust, hey. <laughs> we we understand Swage. Mm-hmm. You you are a reseller. You you approach this in that way, and I have no problem with people that do that. I, I don't I it's don't approach every because in that way. There are just no. certain things that if they get to be worth way more than I'm comfortable having them for. I am more than happy to pass that along to someone that does want that. <laughs> exactly. And like I say, so, so a scalper and, and this will, let's not go down this rabbit hole. I'll throw this definition out and then I'll allow a listener, hint, hint listeners to ask a question about <laughs> our opinions. On but a scalper is somebody that buys things specifically with the intent to hope that they go up in value to sell it that way. Well, they, they uh, wipe out but, an entire area. Exactly, so exactly. Whereas what I saw you selling on eBay, you were selling for fair market value of what it's going for now, and that's not scalping. That well, is that because I'm sure you have another hundred toys that aren't even worth half of what you paid for that when you sell them for their fair market value, you're going to lose tons of money too. <laughs> you, you, know? you have strange dreams. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's only like, it was probably a hundred. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> but, no, I mean, whatever the case may be, I, I literally have thousands of toys that are not worth what I paid for them. And and I may have hundreds of toys that are worth a lot more than I paid for them. To me, if I ever need to sell or if I ever need money, those things balance each other out. You know, it's to me that's not scalping. It's it's the people that buy the five phasmas that are at their target, yeah. knowing that what they're going to do is put them on eBay for 40 bucks a piece. Cause that's what they'll sell for. And, and what I wanted to say was, I think an intrinsic part of scalping is, is not that you're selling it for the fair market value. It's that you're trying to create yeah. a value. Like yeah. by, you're, the, you're by, buying those cases and then going in the parking lot and posting on Craigslist that you have every <laughs> single one in the state and selling them for <laughs> fucking 10 times the value. Because it's rare, and it's rare because you bought them all, and I think yeah. that's a that's, that's, that's actually, wow. But we're we're such a we're I mean we're so interconnected now that I don't think you can really I I don't think you can say I've cornered the Illinois market on phasmas um, because somebody can just go and buy it from a New Mexico seller. But that new you know, seller yeah, but I'm saying it. that's how they post and that's how they, they that's how they present it, you know, because they're looking for the people that they don't know any better than to look somewhere else. So they're like, oh yeah, you could check every store. I got, you know, there's there's none left. 
There's none left. Oh, yeah, <laughs> somebody said that, dude. Oh god, I I've never seen that. But I had a guy offer an opinion on on scalpers. That I'm sorry, what Roger? You should ask Jessica's opinion on scalpers. Oh god, <laughs> Jessica has written off one of my good friends because he's a scalper. <laughs> like we we uh, we yeah, it, it's pretty bad. I won't say anything more than that about it. But all right, next up in toy news, uh, G2 Minasaur picks. So uh, so while these are definitely photoshopped a little bit, they look amazing. That Motormaster is absolutely amazing. And then I'm a big G2 breakdown guy. Um, but uh, I am I am juiced about this about this box set. Um, anybody else? Uh, well, Swage, we'll start with you. Obviously, it's your your new story. Oh. Uh, what are your thoughts on these uh, G2 uh gift sets that Hasbro's going to be putting out. I, I actually like these. I don't think these are bad at all. Again, like you kind of mentioned earlier, Combiner Wars hasn't really been my cup of tea, per se. But I will say the Motor Master looks pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> I don't know what it yeah. is with this quirky deco, but I'm like, dang, that's... I actually really liked it. And, you know, I... Even if these are photoshopped, I really hope that they do something similar because that would actually be a knockout. I mean, that would be a home run release if Hasbro had something with all these apps, different colors, the weaponry even looks nice. You know, and that's that's not something you get quite. You know, that's not. You know, that's like a botcon toy that you're going to get for a retail price instead of having to pay. You know, God knows what. Well, and they're not, and so when I said Photoshop, they're just more enhanced. Like I don't think they've added any apps or anything. It's just they 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 upped the contrast and the saturation. Yeah. Um, but these aren't actually going to be retail. I thought these were supposed to go for like a hundred and fifty for the gift set. So it put them cons- not considerably over retail, cheaper than. Than the, oh man, the you get a subscription for cheaper than that though. We're yeah, yeah. If, that's, if these are going to be, that's what I thought I saw was the gift sets will be like yeah. 150. Oh, because they're going to be kind of like the unite, unite warriors, unite blah blah blah. Yeah, they're going to have extra deco and yeah. be more specialized. That's well, still let's not see. bad though. To me, that's still not that bad because you know, like like I mentioned, Botcon. I mean. Should a five or six figure set from them is four hundred some dollars retail. So, <laughs> oh, this is where I saw the hundred and fifty. It was on that junkie on post. So that's a hundred and fifty Canadian. So that's probably more than what we're going to see them for here. That like on that like hundred ish, one to one twenty maybe. If yeah, maybe one twenty. Yeah, you'll see it for sixty bucks American and one hundred and fifty Canadian. So, and if you did retail on a Combiner's War Combiner here, 15 bucks a piece, so 60 for the limbs and 25 for the body. So, 85 would be a retail Combiner. Or, or 100, actually, because I think most places are 16.99 to 18.99 on the Luxes in my area. Oh. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely 
I remember when Toys R Us first started putting stuff up for like 19.99 for deluxes. Everybody's like, "What the hell?" And I thought it was just Toys R Us, but it ended up following suit across the board. My my places are still 15, but I've bought I I've only found the Cabaticons at Toys R Us, so I bought one freaking swindle for that twenty dollar <laughs> price point. There you go. It was on Thursday, so I got ten percent off with my Toys R Us credit card. Oh, there but, you go. So eighty four percent interest. <laughs> you and you call me a scalper. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so non-transformer guys, I mean these G2 repaints, these gaudy neon colors that were produced in the early 90s. Any interest in this kind of stuff? I think the Motormaster looks rad. Like I would, is it the one picture here with the Menasaur who looks like kind of has a unicorn head? Yeah, yeah, he looks. Yeah, sick, that's man. the that's the IDW Menasaur yeah. head. No, he looks awesome. I would. I, that's the uh, that's the combiner head sticking out there. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. If I were into transformers, I'd be all over with this. Dave, you a G two guy at all? I'm Got any neon colors? Not a G two guy, and I I haven't clicked on the link because last time I did that when we were talking about the loyal subject stuff, it kicked me off the call. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> None for but you. Uh, I have I have the G I have I have uh, I have Menasaur and I have uh, Bruticus from from Combiner Wars. So I think I'm good. Nice. Um, and Burn, I I assume you probably dig gaudy neon cross color colors, right? Yeah, I like them. I think they're cool. I mean, I, I like like I said, I like the G1, G2 stuff. So I think it's really cool. And, and this is going to be a combiner, right? Like you put them all together, it makes one big robot. Yeah, it. it these will be the first gift sets offered in America. Oh. If you wanted the gift sets, you had to order the the Takara versions oh. of these figures. Okay. You know, this actually reminds me that Fans Project never finished their G2 Menasaur. <laughs> well, they only did the one. And, That's what I mean. They, they kind of made it seem like, hey, check it out. We're going to make we some might more. Do this. <laughs> yeah. I still have an eBay search for it because I don't want to pay more than 80 bucks, and the cheapest I've ever seen it is 85 So, because yeah. I, I would love to get that. And then, of course, I'd love to get the, the original BotCon one where they actually – packaged official Hasbro ones that just never made it out. But those those are a thousand dollars for a G one Stunicon is a little ridiculous. Um Okay, I put this in here just because I thought it was cool. I didn't even look that much into it, so we won't go too much <laughs> into it. But uh, uh, we have comprehensive Masters of the Universe classics 2000 year in review and i really this was from you Vern. i really dug the pictures they put together because they also have the vintage collection yeah. so they have a picture of every single masters oh. of the universe classics vintage uh character yep. vehicle and beast and playset. yeah and if you scroll use. all the way to the bottom they they've recreated some of the um the vintage posters with the master's figures, which is really cool. Um, it's a great article. It just, you know, goes over the, I mean, you think about this toy line at ended this year to get every single figure, you know, vintage figure that was released in the eighties for a toy line of, you know, 
in today's you know economy and plastic expensive yeah. and you know whole nine yards it's it's pretty amazing and unique that, that they were able to do that and not including all the pop and you know all the other you know different figures and stuff they did but yeah if you look at the uh one photo of just the vintage figures it's it's really cool um they, they had some really good pictures on here and uh just in the line i was looking they did like what's it three like 14 different he-man figures in this line and like you know 10 different skeletors you know and and uh it's it's pretty amazing. It makes me want to set my figures up like this. <laughs> Dude, all I'm yeah. saying is He Man has mad hoes. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. He got he got big ass My Little Ponies and bitches everywhere. <laughs> Scantily clad bitches. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. I need to get into some Motu. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I really dug how they've done the factions, the, the new adventures, the horde. Oh my god, yeah. I didn't even scroll down to see all these amazing the pre turniest oh yeah. So definitely go take a look at that. It's definitely worth a look. And and this is where I'll put out uh my call is I literally thought Point Dread uh they only marked it sold out so it wouldn't get involved in all of the Black Friday and then and then the big holiday sales. And it looks like it might just be kind of sold out. So I'm actually looking for one at a non-scalper price. Uh, you don't, I don't need the Tila. I, I have a Tila. So if you bought it just for the Tila and you don't like Point Dread, uh, hit me up. I, I'm looking for that guy. Um, it'll probably be in some sale down the road after customer service stock is depleted or whatever, but I'm kind of pissed that that sold out so quick. They must've made a really small number of those. I have a feeling I'm looking for, no, oh, go ahead. No, I just said, I have a feeling it'll be back. They, they tend to do that. You know, um, look how long it took yeah. to sell Castle Grayskull out. You know what I mean? But I don't know if they made the amount of numbers of that as they did Grayskull, but I feel like there's there's plenty sitting around somewhere. Yeah, it's only been a month, yeah. so they would be keeping their customer service stock still. So maybe maybe in in, in March or April. Did you see the the picture of the uh, Snake Mountain? Is that thing amazing or what? That looks fucking ridiculous, man. That is awesome. That is going to be expensive. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, Roger. You were gonna you were gonna put a shout out of stuff you're missing too. Yeah, right? I'm looking for a vintage Point Red. Oh, interesting. And I'm also looking for the the classics bomb dude for the horde and the dragster. Oh, blast attack and yeah, and dragster. Yeah, and a scareglow oh. and a triclops. Wow, yeah, and, a and then all the expensive ones. <laughs> <laughs> So if you've got a fair, fair, reasonable uh, uh, offers, let Roger know. He's definitely trying to fill in some of those uh, pricier gaps. You know what? It's um, probably better and easier for them to contact me since I <laughs> since I know you and they can just send it to me and you know I take care of it. He's like lowest buy it now price in the United States. That's right. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's it for toy news. We're we're about an hour and 20 minutes in here. Um, so let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we'll uh, talk about uh, some of the things we've been seeing in the stores. 
So uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Peace. 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 Bye. Peace. <laughs> got to be different, don't oh, yeah. you? My bad. Peace. Is Big Mountain ready to take on He-Man? Anytime. Snake Mountain Battle Armor He-Man and Skeletor each sold separately. You put the mountain together. Batteries not included. Is your serpent ready to strike? Yes. Come, He-Man. Come to Snake Mountain. It's you, Dave. Snake Mountain with Echo Microphone. New from the Masters of the Universe collection. Action figures each sold separately. From Mattel. All right, guys, welcome back. We're going to go ahead and get into uh, store reports. So these are things we're finding in stores. And again, you want to you wanna write in to us or, or, or send us a voicemail telling us what you're finding in your area. I think it's always interesting to see what parts of uh, the country are getting what. So definitely let us know. Um, one of the big things that I've seen, not only on the fan sites, but definitely locally here in my area and in Wyoming, because I was up there for New Year's, is uh, wave two of the Walmart exclusive Black Series three and three quarter figures are are hitting hard. Um, almost every Walmart I've gone into has had uh, multiples of the quote in-demand figures like Kylo Ren, First Order Stormtrooper, and I guess now that most people have seen the movie, uh, Rays are, are kind of in demand as well. Um, so I've been seeing a lot of those. Uh, uh, Dave, you were saying you've seen them in your area, right? Yeah, I find. Yeah, you had asked on the last show if I could find them for you, and I said nope. And just yesterday, I, I found a bunch um, at a Walmart. But yeah, they hit everybody. But uh, um, the the one that nobody can find is ironically Princess Leia from A New Hope. I guess that's the yeah. That's the only one I haven't seen yeah. either here. So I don't know if they did a case revision because because it's an exclusive, you'll never know if they did unless an employee posts like, oh, here's what a case is looking like that comes into the store. But yeah, that's the one I haven't been able to find either. And it's it's metal ceremony. I can't yes. believe that that's a huge collector one, you know. Um, Vern, are you looking for these at all? Do you do you do modern or was it just vintage? Uh, mostly vintage, but I, I do like them. You know what I mean? They're they're cool. But you're not hitting Walmart after Walmart um, trying to I find mean, a super articulated Kylo Ren or anything. For you're talking about the three the three and three quarter or the yeah. six? Yeah, 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 three and three yeah the three and yeah, three quarter. Yeah, I don't do three and three quarter. I stopped collecting those a while back. I just do six inch palm now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> six inch black oh, yeah. series yeah i'll be looking for them for sure yeah i'll be stopping that usually like i said i usually find mine in walgreens um for some reason that's been my go-to place and uh i'll be hitting them up along my route yeah walgreens is where uh end of the so we talked about end of line uh scarcity just we just kind of glanced over it in one of the topics but uh uh so the end of the blue and black line got really scarce here. Like I've never seen a Bosque and the only place I've ever seen a, a Bosch and an IG-88 was at Walgreens. And that's where I, those are two of my favorite characters to pick up. And that's where I had to buy mine was Walgreens. 
So have you seen Wave 4 in your – oh, you said you haven't been out toy hunting. No, in a while. not since Christmas. I need to build some funds back up, so I haven't really been looking. Uh, Dave, what, have you seen Wave 4 in your area of okay. the 6-inch? Which is Wave 4, the one with Hux and uh, the – the yes. snow trooper. Yeah, I found that I found yeah. that yesterday. Like I went to, uh, I actually went to my dentist, and there was a Walmart out there, so I stopped in afterwards, and uh, they had like a stack of them. They had a stack of those, and then they had the the four inch ones. So yeah, I got Hux, I got um, the Resistance Trooper. I didn't get a Snow Trooper because I got the Toys R Us one. Um, oh okay. The pilot, the Tie Fighter pilot, and then they had the uh, ASCII, the the alien. Tie fighter pi- or alien X-wing pilot. So, yep, and they had so like a, you, they had a stack of them. I mean, like a stack of them. So, so now I know you were you were cherry picking the line in general, and I think you literally said you only bought one of the old ones, right? No, but are you? I I, I ended up getting more than just the one, but like with with Force Awakens, I kind of went all in. Um, okay. Yeah. Just because of your appreciation of the movie? Kind of. I, I think it was one of those things like I could just get in at the beginning and have the whole series. And I don't know. It, it was one of those things where I cherry picked enough that it was like, I might as well just get them all. And now I'm starting to regret now, that, frankly. But uh, I, And what I was actually going to ask is, do you regret not going all in from the beginning? No. So not having to pay $150 for a Darth Maul? Um, um, no, because I really didn't want to like start all over again. Um, okay. And I think, frankly, getting the, uh, the, the super articulated 4-inch ones has made me really regret buying into the 6-inch line, because it's like, I just I, I gotta stick with one scale. I, I really just cannot start from scratch with this whole other line, especially since you know you're not going to get you know, you're not gonna get like Efatman. You're not gonna get. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you're not. Well, it's kind of like uh, so. So Swage, this is kind of how I feel about the masterpiece line. Is I I'm not. I love my Chug line, and I have like almost every character I could think of that I'd want in a Chug line. So I'm not going to do what a lot of people are doing is ditching the Chug line and going. 100% masterpiece, whether it be third party or not, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's no way I'm going to do that because there's going to be obscure characters that you're never going to see, even in a third party masterpiece line, you know. Mm, I don't know. I, I got to <laughs> argue with that one because, I mean, they're coming out with everything. I mean, they're still behind on some major guys like Jazz. But even yeah. there's there's already one coming for him. I mean, you have a, a goddamn plethora of fucking Dinobots to choose from. Um, yeah, I guess as I made that statement, I was like, okay, let's think of some big character everybody knows that Hasbro's not going to do, third party won't touch. And I guess you're right. I can't. Yeah, I mean, the problem the problem is is even though the third party make them in masterpiece scale. They're not masterpiece. Not all of them are masterpiece mm, quality. Ooh, good, good catch there. Good catch there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. A so, lot, a lot are just not quite what you're going to look for in masterpiece, but there's a lot of really solid ones too. 
Like it's 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 unbelievable, and it's really frustrating as far as trying to budget yourself. But I mean, you got I mean, other than jazz, you know, you pretty much have everyone. You know, especially yeah. season one. I mean, other than yeah, like, the so eighty four no, cast. Yeah, I mean, there's least. no cliff jumper yet. Um, but I don't really think that that's because you, know, you know they're tackling all the big guys. You have Hound, Mirage, Megatron. Optimus, uh, even Braun, uh, yeah. you know, Soundwave, uh, Wave Ratchet came out, and then, you know, the official Ironhide and Ratchet are coming out, and on and on and on. And, you know, so it's, and that's the funny thing is, you know, you mentioned obscure characters, but, you know, like Cliffjumper is obviously not obscure, but they're, they're not really, they're not moving forward on some of the characters that you would think they would, but at the same time, you have to wonder with the bubble, when's it going to bust? Because everything seems to come in bunches. So. Yeah. And I think, I think that whole scale thing, especially now with star Wars with six inch and three and three quarter, obviously now with transformers and chug versus masterpiece, I think it's causing collectors to really make a decision. What are you going to do? You're going to try to do all of it. Are you going to focus on one scale? You know, that kind of thing. Vern, you said you said no more or not no more, but but much less modern three and three quarter. But you are doing modern six inch. Yeah, I, I just I don't have the space for everything, you know, so I had to adjust my collecting over the past couple of years, you know, and just sort out some things and, and, you know, just things. I mean, I like three and three quarter. That's what I've always collected. But the six inch, I just feel like I was getting more bang for my buck with that, and I like that. I like the size of them, so I just started collecting the six inch, and I'm been really happy with those. I, I haven't now a three and three quarter inch figure probably since hmm, it's been a long time, a long long time. So now with your masters, are you your masters of the universe classics though, right? Yeah. Not just vintage. Yeah, I do both on those. Yeah. Okay. I just so I just prefer so vintage. These... That's all. I just. You know, it's the nostalgia thing from the childhood, but, um, you know, anything that's like basically a, a vintage remake or something I'm in for, you know, I, I love that stuff. So but, yeah. now, and, and I display mine, I, so I display all my stuff in chunks and then they get put away. So I haven't had a black series next to a masters of the universe classics, uh, Dave or Vern, how do they, how do they measure up? They'd be small. The, the Black Series would be small, a little bit. I Compared to the classics. Yeah. Okay. It'd be like a Marvel Legend next to a classic, basically. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So so that that 12th, 112th scale, but yeah, different versions of it, at least. Well, yeah, and then the, the Masters just in general are, are, are bigger. You know, they're bulkier and they're either – it would be – they would seem a little undersized. Okay. All right. Um, so I, I just did the store report based on what I've been seeing. What have you guys been seeing in your store? Oh, we were talking about this when we went offline. So to give everybody an idea of where we're from. Uh, so uh, uh, Roger, you're British Columbia, Canada. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Which fuck. Is... Send your hate mail to Slick favorite. <laughs> Which is just north of Seattle, right? Yes. 
Okay. So, so for people that are geographically challenged, I'm on the West coast. Exactly. Okay. And, uh, so I'm just telling people where I know where they are. So, uh, Dave, you're Springfield, Illinois. Yep. All right. And then Vern, you're Baltimore, Maryland, right? Yep. And then Mike, where are you? I thought you were Baltimore, Virginia, but I couldn't remember. <laughs> no, neither one. I'm Not actually I'm actually just minutes away from Springfield, Ohio. Oh. Interesting. So don't judge me and, for that, but I, I don't live in Springfield because anyone that lives around here will be like, oh shit, a Springfield guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those towns, but. So, so then what is your official town you're in or, or will that, uh, will that give basically too much information? (laughs) Basically Dayton is probably the most recognizable close city other than Springfield. And, and this is going to sound horrible. Where is Ohio in the United States? (laughs) What? It's okay. Okay. It's, it's between... It's <laughs> damn stoners. Wow. It, it's between Dave and Vern. Yeah. <laughs> like it's almost the center between them. How about that? Does that yeah. work? Okay. As you tra- as you tra- uh, traverse uh, uh, <laughs> east and north, right? So if you drew a straight line from them, you're making. I don't even know about north. Complicated. <laughs> Well, St. Louis is further south than Baltimore, right? Who's in St. Louis? I don't know. Or not. not. <laughs> Illinois <laughs> is further south than Baltimore, isn't it? Or are you guys? Illinois is a huge vertical? state, dude. Yeah, we're, we're, it goes Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and then the East Coast, kind of. <laughs> and then Baltimore. Okay. And Baltimore. Maryland. Yeah. Maryland. And then hey, all my all my family trips have been to the West Coast and and up north. So and high I, I, as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not very experienced with anything east of Texas. Well, okay, like they have maps, they have public schools, <laughs> and they have this they thing called Google. <laughs> they have the blue thing in Trivial Pursuit. I mean, for God's sake. If you'd like to send textbooks into our cast and crew, <laughs> please go ahead and contact us at 720-235-TOYS. <laughs> All right, let's get into something more universal, <laughs> what we're finding online. It'll be quite long. Um, so first up, uh, this was something that I found because I was actually really excited when they announced this. I love them doing uh, old molds of Optimus Prime in G1 colors. So uh, this year, now that we're in 2016, we're going to be getting Year of the Monkey Optimus Primal. And uh, it is going to be ridiculously expensive. Uh <laughs> Granted, this is Entertainment Earth, which is notoriously a little bit higher than most places. But this $40 toy back in the day is going to be $160 when they re-release it in the G1 colors this year. Well, weren't I'm I'm not a Beast Wars guy, but there were multiple versions of this, I think. And this uh-huh. is the larger 
of them. Oh, I thought this was the leader, not the humongous one. I'm pretty the sure this is the humongous call... one. Oh, so, so this is the supreme class or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, I'm actually going to look that up. But yeah, but still, even that, that means it's a $60 toy that is now $160. Oh, yeah. So, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. It, it, a $40 and $60 original yeah. price. Part of the reason I bring that up is because they have generally been sticking to larger figures when they can for some of the, for a lot of these platinums. You know, like the uh, yeah. Cybertron Starscream. That thing's fucking gigantic. Yeah. Um, even the uh, the R.I.D. Scourge mold that they redid. For the year of the goat, that one, yep. the, you know, year of the horse, Optimus Prime, he's a masterpiece. So, yeah, and the, and the bot itself, that Scourge uh, bot, isn't that big, but considering it included the trailer and all the accessories, yeah. then you're getting you know, a lot of plastic there. Yeah, and actually, that uh, that platinum one uh, includes working electronics as well, like yeah, the headlights light up and stuff. Yeah. So speaking of platinum, we'll get back to uh, the next. We'll jump over one in the show notes. Speaking of platinum, uh, right now, if you if you held out and you really want a clear and orange sound wave, uh, Toys R Us has their platinum masterpiece sound wave for under a hundred dollars. So that's almost uh, or that is eighty bucks off of the retail price on there, and. When you posted this link, I'm like, huh, I've got a, I've got, I've got 25 bucks in, in reward dollars that need to be used in the next week. I'm like, I might actually buy this clear sound wave. Yeah, it, it's worth it even just for the cassettes to me. I mean, I have it, but of course I got it for 100 shipped, and that was the only reason I got it was because I got it dirt-ass cheap. But, you know, of course, being a sound wave freak... I was going to get it anyway, but I'm, I'm also another reason to get this is if you look on eBay, people are selling clear, all clear, which this doesn't have. This is mostly clear. And then there's painted limbs, but you can actually, I'm pretty sure that's painted on. So if you are a crafty mofo, you take it apart. And if you can get that paint dissolved off, it should be clear underneath. So you can make yourself one of these prototype-looking clear sound waves, which is what I wish I could do, because then I would dye it blue. So it was clear blue. That would be fucking sweet. Uh, yeah. that would be cool. I never thought about stripping the paint, because I'm, I'm not I, – I have delusions of grandeur of being some amazing customizer someday. So <laughs> I've, I've invested in all the tools but haven't actually done anything yet. I thought that once, too, uh, and then I was like six – brush strokes in and i was like god that looks awful <laughs> to hell with this customizing career done <laughs> yep pretty much it is not easy if you want it to look good it is oh god i couldn't do it i can take it apart just fine but i paint it Mm-mm, nope so now this brings up a, a quick topic and we won't get too crazy about it is um do you guys do you guys buy things just because they're a good deal? And you, when they were first announced full price, you're like, nope, 
doesn't fit into my collection. I, I'm not going to buy it. And then it becomes half off or, or sometimes even 75% off something like the six inch tie fighter. Like I was like, no way I'm not buying that. But now reports are coming in that it's $40 at some targets. Do you buy something that originally you were never going to buy just because it's a lot better deal? Uh, Roger, what are your thoughts? Um, well, we're I'm a GI Joe fan, and we're cheap as fuck. So anything that goes on sale, we're buying. Like that's just that's that's the law of physics. So even though it doesn't fit into your collection, you don't have space for it. If it's seventy five percent off, you're gonna buy it. Fucking rights. <laughs> uh, Vern, what about you? Yeah, most of the time, like when I don't buy something, it's because it's too expensive. You know what I mean? So if it comes down, it's a good deal. I'm definitely getting it, and I can't pass a deal up. <laughs> that's that's uh, I would pick it up in a heartbeat. If I found that Tie Fighter forty dollars, I'd probably buy two of them. <laughs> Make a matching end table. I'd hang them from the ceiling. Couch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dave, what about you, sir? I'm sort of notorious for having more money than common sense. So if I want something, I kind of go out and buy it. Um, I mean, if, if there's something that I was really on the bubble about and it's on sale, I might pick it up. But, like, I generally just blow the money right away and get what I want when I want it. And then just now, do you... Do you feel bad that nope. you don't wait for things or nope. you're just like, I have it and, and peace of mind is worth it? Well, you. my thing is you never know. Like I, I early on, I went into Walmart early on in Power of the Force 2 and they had like this whole wall of, of, of the new wave. And I like got one and left and I thought, oh, because I, I, one was an army builder. It was a Death Star Trooper. I'm like, eh, maybe I want another one. So I went back and they, they didn't have any more. And that was like one of the notorious really really short waves that you could never find anywhere and they eventually had to like reissue it through the uh, fan club so so my thing is you never know you never know what's going to be like everywhere and what's going to be impossible impossible to find you never know what's going to be that darth maul so yeah um if, if i want it i get it swage what about you it's got to be like like i just mentioned that you're the goat sound wave if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit for me. Um, okay. And obviously, as a dealer, if it's dirt ass cheap, then it fits anywhere I want. <laughs> <laughs> but for my personal collection, it's got to be reasonably priced. You know, like I, I still have a personal budget that only one figure will ever be worth more than that I would ever even spend the money on. And I actually just bought it today for a hundred bucks less than retail, pretty much. Um, which was my absolute max for any figure I will ever own. So even then, it, it's got to be a great, great deal. Uh, you know, once the price level gets, you know, once you're getting over $90, $100, I get extremely picky. Makes sense. But if it's a $500 figure and it's 200 then that's when it starts getting tough. But it's, it's not going to be something that I'm keeping. It's going to be because... I have room to give somebody a deal and I can sell it and make some money and then get something I want. <laughs> yeah. No, that's understandable. Uh, so speaking of uh, inexpensive prices, so it looks like Maddie's uh, kind of Black Friday holiday sale 
continues, not quite at the steep discounts that it was on certain days, but it looks like they they have most of the figures still available at, at that almost uh, looks like thirty three to twenty five to thirty three percent off on most of this stuff. Yeah, yeah the the six or the twelve inch ones are still at fifty six twenty five, and then what they have remaining um, looks it's like between twenty twenty five and they have some of them at seventeen. Oh no, that's um, DC Universe, but yeah, it looks like the regular Regular figures are twenty two fifty and twenty dollars and twenty five cents. So, oh wait a minute, there's a Seahawks at sixteen fifty. If you want a Seahawk, yeah. And so this is uh, when this when this stuff went on on sale. I picked up the whole uh, Superpowers carded line, um, kind of cheap. Some of them are still full price. The the regular Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman were still full price. But I got the other ones on deep discount, and I picked up all of the uh, Filmation sub except for – so here's another, hey, help a brother out. The Nepthru, for some reason, I didn't add it to my cart, and then it sold out the next day. So the one figure I'm missing is a Nepthru that I could really care less about, so I don't necessarily want to pay full price but now I just want to complete the filmation subscription. So if you have an extra one of those guys, <laughs> let me know. Doesn't have to be in package. I open my shit. So, um, but on that, on those big sales, I picked up all of the Watchmen figures. I originally wasn't going to do those at twenty-five bucks a piece, but I got them for twelve fifty a piece, combined shipping with other stuff. So I picked up that whole set. So this was one of those sales where at full price, I didn't pull the trigger on Filmation, uh, Superpowers, or uh, Watchmen, but at half off, I pulled the price. I pulled the trigger on all those things. I wish you would have told me earlier about the Grayskull. I would have pulled the trigger on that one because I remember we got talked like the day after that sale had come up. Yeah, and I was surprised it sold out that quick. And now I'm sure it's going to go scalper through the roof, yeah. you know. Um, but I did buy a mass. I bought a second giant He-Man to open up, so that was kind of cool. I I like it a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, Vern, I know you you dropped hints to uh, Mrs. Vern <laughs> uh, uh, a lot. Did you end up getting your giant sized? Masters? Yeah, I did. I, I got um, the He-Man and Skeletor. Uh, I, I, they're really, nice. really cool. Yeah, they're. And did you open them? No, or are you leaving no. Them I just have them hanging. No, I have them hanging. I've got all my Masters figures set up, and I have like a, a poster in the center. And I have them hanging on each side of the poster. So I, I couldn't bring yeah. myself to open them. I wanted to, but I was like, Ugh, you know. I mean, I I started out a mint in box collector, and then over time. I just lost the room and I had to open them. You know what I mean? I didn't have any more room to um, keep them anymore. So at first I was like totally mint in box. Then I opened up everything. And then now that I opened up everything, I appreciate them so much more being able to touch them, yeah. mess with them. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think I'll ever be a mint in box collector again. And Roger, burning well, that's sorry, about that. <laughs> sorry about that, Roger. <laughs> burning my soul. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it's okay, I mean, Roger. I have nothing wrong with mint and box collectors because I used to be one, but 
Um, it was like having those figures in 2008, and then, you know, what, six, seven years later, finally touching with my hands for the first time, it was, it was pretty cool. Well, and I get collecting all four lines. I buy so much stuff that I try to open everything, but I also want to value that time that I spend with it. Like when I get my pile loot, it's not just an exacto marathon where I'm slicing everything open. I pick a few things to open up when I open my pile of loot, and then it goes into this like opening pile. And that opening pile just grows and grows and grows until I'm like, I don't have space for it. And then that the stuff that didn't get my attention enough to put some quality time to opening and playing with it gets boxed up. So, I mean, everything I buy, I well, almost everything I buy, I buy with the intention to open it. But I have sheds and garages and rooms full of boxed toys yep. that... I just never got a chance to open and appreciate. Yeah, I had a 20 by 30 shed or, you know, storage air, uh, facility that was almost top to bottom of toys at one point. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, if, if it drops anymore, if there's another sale, I do recommend uh, getting one of those to open because oh, yeah. you're right. It, the one I bought, there was no way I would open it if I just bought one. Right, that's no that's, that's what I'm going through right now. If I had to, I would definitely open the other one. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see here. So, uh, so now this one I thought was kind of curious that you uh, posted Swage. So, masterpiece Optimus Prime MP10 oversized. Okay. So, so we have a large masterpiece Optimus Prime that for his time was amazing. Super heavy toy, super big. Um, the original MP scale, I guess you could call it. Mm -hmm. um, so then Hasbro, well, Takara said, nope, to be able to continue with this line, we need to reset the scale. So they made an MP10, and this set the precedence for the new scale. So now, why would we buy an oversized MP10 if that's going to upset that scale, or does it upset the scale? Has Hasbro done a bad job of maintaining the MP10 scale? What are What are your thoughts about that? I think it's just basically... A, a knockoff company becoming more creative and, you know, re really utilizing a market for, you know, not only Masterpiece, but also, you know, Op Optimus Prime, you know, super, super popular guy. You might know him. Um, but also because it, it might just be the sign that we're never going to get an official rescaled pistol Megatron and masterpiece. Oh, so, I see what you're saying. You know, the, and they've reissued the original masterpiece Megatron a number of times. And they even recently came out with the, uh, the gold edition. And the complaint was always, well, MP 10 is perfect, but MP one is now kind of useless, except if you display him with Megatron. So this actually gives you a little bit more value 
uh, you know, if you kept your your MP Megatron or you were thinking of getting one because people are selling them so cheap, this gives you, you know, the, the battle scenes that you were looking for. And it gives you yeah. a, 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 an excellent design. I mean, the MP10 is damn near perfect. I mean, the flaws yeah, of the MP10 are ridiculously minuscule. And even though, you know, there's some changes to the design with this as far as the paint scheme, and I think they did change some some part of the actual parts of the figure, but they're basically all enhancements. Um, so, like, right away I noticed the, um, like, the wheel well, like, the covers over the, the rear wheels, you know, there's extra silver, silver paint or whatever there. Uh, there's a couple extra you know, pain apps on the legs. I've seen some that have it on the feet as well. But I mean, it, the reviews for it from people that have bought it are just mind blowing. Um, and that's something I think people are missing about the KO market now is that a lot of them, if they're not a direct KO, like if you buy a knockoff wheel jack, you know, the quality is not probably going to be to care quality. Yeah. But these ones, which are, you know, almost in a way kind of original because they're ripping off the design, but, you know, they're making it something a little different and they're adding their own tooling. They're, they're actually improvements, you know, like you're yeah. getting, you're getting more die cast, you're getting sturdier joints, you're getting better ratchets or you're getting extra stuff in the box. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> this is too big for, for me because I like the yeah. scale and I like the officials that I have. Um, so, you know, like the only other than seekers, the only third party MP I can think that I have right now is a Polyon, which is Megatron. Oh, and, uh, the visualizers, which is reflector. So now, uh, one thing that did catch my eye and, and I, and I don't like the, the comic book color of the head and that kind of stuff. But one thing I did like that I've seen recently is the oversized Grimlock Mm, that, that puts it more. So again, another very high end knockoff of the original, uh, Takara Grimlock masterpiece figure. But it puts it in better scale with the original MP10, not necessarily this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, puts it in better scale with the masterpiece Dinobots that a couple companies are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was kind of cool that they did that. Now, what it does do is put it way out of scale with the cars. Like it's like two and a half size of a prowl or, a, yeah. you know, and that's the weird thing is every, a lot of collectors think that Grimlock was 10 stories taller than Optimus. And yeah, he was like a head bigger. Yeah. Like a, right? you know, yeah. like whenever they stood side by side, he wasn't gargantuan, but that's what people want. You know, they want big ass Dinobots and they fucking got one. I mean, <laughs> they came out actually with the, the 08 X, deco which is the comic deco first yeah. and i think in the next quarter um the, you know the regular mp08 you know the black uh thighs and the black pieces instead of that goofy that blue, blue green that comic blue yeah, yeah and that's coming so i mean and you know like this mp10 mpp10 if you want to get specific <laughs> which is the giant yeah. the giant optimus it's a hundred bucks basically from overseas or here. 
and you know an, uh, an official MP10 that's smaller costs you 160 plus shipping minimum. I mean, it's it's really not a bad investment. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, especially exactly. if you want a centerpiece Optimus too. Like if you just want one big ass Optimus Prime and you don't want to pay for the Hot Toys or the Ultra Metal, you know the thousand dollar ones, you pay a hundred bucks and I mean this is a solid bet for you. Yeah, and it's the one reason why I kept my MPO one is one I I have kept my eye out for an MPO five. I haven't quite pulled the trigger on even some of the the eighty to hundred dollar ones, um, but uh, I kept it just because I'm a Prime collector. I I think it'll be cool to have MPO one and MP ten right next to one another. Mm-hmm. You know, just to show that evolution. Uh, of technology because while mp01 was amazing it's definitely not mp10 by any means right right all right um cool let's get into uh what we got um dave what did you get sir um well like i said i picked up the latest uh series of uh force awakens black ox and the pilot and asti and uh the resistance trooper I got another Ford Stormtrooper just to throw on the pile. So. Now I'm curious: Are you a pile of looter? Do you do you keep do you amass a large pile of loot, or are you a ship as they come in kind of guy? I am a pile of loot guy just for the shipping. Um, I think it's uh, it it you you end up saving a lot on shipping on that. So um, I do sort of I generally there's what I do is I wait for that one figure that I have to have. And then I pull the trigger. Um, okay. Pretty, can be a pretty long wait. I was really waiting for the the add-on kits for uh, Devastator. Um, the perfect. Oh, that perfect kept time. getting pushed back. Yeah. So th- those finally came in, and so I pulled the trigger on the latest pile. Uh, so did you get a pile of loot in the last month? Oh yeah, within the last month. Yeah, I, I was just talking this this. Like yesterday, but uh, yeah, which well, last month it, it's been happened. it's been a month since we actually did a regular <laughs> show. So. But we don't have three more hours either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, you're right. You're right. Let, you're right. Let's keep it. Let's keep it tamer. Okay. Superman Lego set with the Batmobile. I got the uh, the X Wing, the from Force Awakens. That's this week. Uh, last, dude, serious. I buy a lot of toys. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I got my pile of loot within the last month, and we don't have time to go through that. That's for sure. So, all right, Roger, have you picked up anything recently? Yeah, so my shuttle complex came in, and I'm slowly piecing that together. I, I saw your posts on some of the groups yeah. looking for defiant pieces. <laughs> yeah, I am. And I picked up the Lego Batman versus Superman Batmobile set. Oh, yeah. yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, I saw those. I saw those at one. I, I always do a big January. I go on toy hiatus. I stop buying toys for January. A toy diet, if you. What the hell kind of crap say. is that? Yeah, I know. You guys need your goddamn <laughs> diets. Torture my soul with no sugar, and then I'm going to pull toys out of it as well. Hey, let's start. Hey, let's go ahead and do a podcast when I stop buying toys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we'll call it Open Your Toys. <laughs> <laughs> so New Year's Eve is always – I get off early at work, so I always do a huge, like, 13-store 13, 13 toy run. So I did I did get to see those uh, Batman versus Superman 
uh, Lego sets in the stores. They... Now, is that is that one of the smaller ones? Is that like a twenty five buck one, or is that? Yeah, it's a thirty dollar one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So not big bases came with a Batmobile, a Batman, and then two Lex Corp henchmen. Yeah. But no like, Superman. No so Superman. No. Uh, of course. They come to like a little like, forklift, and then there's like they have these little containers of kryptonite. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anything else, Roger? Nope, that's it, man. All right, Swage, what'd you get? All right, uh, since the last show, I've just... Well, no, let, let, well, they're absolutely right. Let's do recent... Recent purchase. Right, right. Yeah. I've gotten stuff since last show. I was getting there, but basically <laughs> oh, I've been loading up on, on G1 and reissues for myself. Um, so I got a... Man, I tell you what, I've been finding some stupendous deals. But anyway, the one I'm most excited about is I got the C310 God Ginrai reissue. Uh, loose. Oh, nice. Fire Guts. No, 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 not Fire Guts, just uh, God, oh, God Ginrai, yeah. not the fire. Um, That's the Power Master? Just the yeah, the Power, Power Master and Apex, and but he has like the extra the extra trailer the as well. Yeah. Yeah, and God damn it, that thing is beautiful. Um I got that one, and I just got in today the Takara reissue tracks because everybody's jocking the MP, and I'm like, I'm going old. Let me <laughs> let me find a deal on that reissue because I like those. And I got a Prime RID RC, not the first edition, not the super common first edition. This this is the RID that was just a normal carded mass release, um, which is pretty sweet because she comes with one blade that sucks. Because the first edition comes with two. Uh, she also has a lighter blue and a different mold. Like, she has Arachnid's um, ass, basically. Which, like, you know, it looks like a you know like an in- insect coming off the back of her spine. Uh, but bonus round, check this shit out. She comes with a, a painted version of Optimus Prime's gun, which is literally... Over half as tall as the figure itself. Yeah, I saw your post. I never. I I have both versions of that figure too, and and I never opened the second version because every oh everybody said the first version's better, and I didn't realize it came with that Optimus Prime gun. Yeah, so that's really it's, cool. It's, that I, it's a monster. I mean, overall, I still think the first edition is better, but this one, there's something about how it looks compared to the screen. You know, like it's it's bulky in the back because the wheel flips different, and just the transformation is completely different because it's a retool of Arachnid. But it's still the blue. I kind of like better, but you know, like you don't get the same weapons, and I don't ever remember her having this big giant gun. But I need to brush up yeah. on my prime anyway. But that's still a sweet ass accessory. And then if you have you know Optimus like I do, then he can go double fisted blowing shit up. So exactly nice and solid there. And then I got a perfect effect rumble and frenzy, which is the third party super articulated ones that perfect effect came out with a few years ago. They, mm. they basically turn into weapons for some other kits like fans project, uh, shadow commander you can put on there. Oddly enough, they're compatible with a competing company's product, but 
that's just how it goes and it works but they they're awesome if you're looking for like an updated version of them even though they don't turn into cassettes they come with some badass pile drivers and um you know nice guns as well so yeah and i got lastly a pop voltron that was one of my christmas presents oh nice nice yeah i i pre-ordered mine through diamond for that or through my comic yeah i guys and actually i got a i got a snape too a severus snape (laughs) oh interesting (laughs) you know he's a lot more plain but this voltron is fucking sweet i like this thing (laughs) yeah i'm not a big pop guy i've got uh i've got a filmation hordak so the blue hordak because that was before you could even get a Motuk Blue Hordak. And then that Voltron will literally be my second pop vinyl. Yeah. Just because I dug it so much. Yeah, these these are the only two I have. And uh, I like them. I mean, it's not a line I'm going to get deep into or anything because they were gifts. But I'm certainly happy with them. It's crazy because, you know, being a Transformers fan, blah, blah, blah. There's so much paint on this. I mean, these are like, what, 10, 15 bucks? Yeah. There's so much paint all over this thing. I mean, yeah, it's a simple design, but dude, if this was if this was a Transformer product, that would be like eighty five dollars for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, one quick question, then we'll move on to Vern. Uh, so now that you're delving back into G1, I, I'm kind of doing the same thing. Um, reissues sound fine to you. Ko's are they acceptable? No. Okay. Not not for my vintage, because I'm being extremely picky with vintage, and honestly, most of the stuff I'm looking for has never been KO'd, to my knowledge. Unless it's oh, okay. extremely, extremely blatant, like you can tell. Like, um, the Buster and Hydra KO's, you know, they're bigger, the plastic is way different, the colors are even crazier. You know, like those, like those I might get just for the hell of it. But anything, you know, like Optimus Prime, stuff like that, I'm not messing with them. I'm not messing with, you know, stuff that's mass KO'd. Like, I, I actually just saw they've recently KO'd the G1 Soundwave. Yeah. Um, and they're putting yeah. it in another box with a KO cassette. And they're, it's funny, they're putting it in there with a clear, uh, or also known as a crystal, knockoff cassette. And it looks like a solid color in the packaging because the way the light hits... Oh, because the first time I saw it, I thought they KO'd the enemy, the uh, pre-Transformers enemy color. Mm-hmm. And I asked a couple of people, and they were like, no, it's the clear one. It's just because it's in the foam. And I kept looking and looking, and I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, then, you know, now cassettes are a different story because I've, I'm, I've been a cassette variant collector for years. But, you know, as far as these bigger ones, like, I'm not... I don't. I just. I'm just not gonna mess with it. I'm. I'm basically looking for stuff that I know hasn't been KO'd or it has very obvious signs, so that if I get it in, because I'm not as experienced with them, I can tell right away. You know, I'm not. I'm not just going. I want every G1 ever made. I'm being pretty particular. Okay. All right, Vern. What What have you gotten recently? Christmas haul. Last, <laughs> yeah. I, I. I just. Um. Let's see. Uh, Laser Power He-Man and Skeletor came in from Maddie. And uh, Dare or Hero 2, whatever you want to call him, he came in. I haven't opened him up yet. Um, and what else did I get? Oh, I got uh, the Jack Specific R2-D2. Um, this is about maybe a foot and a half tall. Um, 
And I think that's about it. I really didn't get a lot toy-wise for Christmas. Oh, and the two uh, 12-inch He-Man and Skeletors, I got those for Christmas as well. But as far as toys, that's that's about it. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I just I went ridiculous this Christmas season. I'd, I'd probably spent $1,200 on myself <laughs> easily that I'll be paying off over the next year, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, my, my pile of loot came in, which was $400. I, I bought a Warbitron, which was $400, um, went crazy on the, on the Maddie collector sale with the superpowers and, and all of the, uh, the watchmen and all that kind of stuff. And then, um, like Dave and I were talking about, I got the uh, Marauder, at least the uh, the existing mold new figures yep. that they put out before the Valkyries hit. Um, so I've got those. I haven't even had a chance to play. Uh, I literally opened them while we were on break. Um, um, got the whole Maddie subscription. The, the Maddie subscription... To, like if you did the quarterly shipment, the Maddie subscription quarterly shipment was uh, almost three hundred and twenty dollars. Yikes! December itself. Yeah, December is yeah. always a heavy month with Maddie. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. So that quarterly shipment's cool that it saves you maybe twenty thirty dollars in sh- shipping okay. over the three months. Yeah, easily. But it. It wasn't cool to get a three hundred and twenty dollar bill right after I already spent two hundred and fifty dollars on a sale on their side. And it's a bitch collecting all four of these lines. Let me fucking tell you. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I got lots of cool stuff, and 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 for the most part, I'm I love most of the stuff I got. So, um, all right. Just because we are running a little long, let's go ahead and, and skip customs and toy reviews, and uh, let's go ahead and get right into grab bag. So I'm hoping I, – I put this into grab bag. I'm hoping that, that somebody has read the retort at least. I, I read the article that had the initial statement in it. And I kind of made my own conclusions of why he said this, but I guess he's explained this now. So hopefully somebody on the cast can back this up. But uh, so George Lucas calls Disney white slavers (laughs) in regard to the way that they produced uh, episode seven. So I, I can imagine maybe where he's coming from. Did anybody read the explanation of why he used that term white slavers? Well, he, no, he was on the Charlie Rose show. So it was a question that came up. Yeah, it was a question. And then he, the article, and I guess uh, if somebody can click over, I'm actually in my kitchen taking a shot, but, uh, Let's see. the The link I posted was his retort to this. Yeah, I'm clicking on it. It's not Why is? It up. It's, yeah, I was gonna say it says not. Yeah, I can't pull that anything up. The hell is this? I know he backed off of it like pretty much within the the story breaking. 
Yeah. But yeah. The impression I got was that was somebody like got to him and said, "You you can't, you can't do this. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Okay, so here it goes. <laughs> it's the first link. Clarifies calling Disney white slavers. Um, let's they're, see. They're not playing sometimes... with my boys right. You don't understand. <laughs> um, specifically, while speaking to Charlie Rose, so you have to all those. I love them. I create them intimately. I get to move on, which unsurprisingly caused a pretty substantial uproar. They wanted to do a retro movie. Blah blah blah. Now, most importantly, and so has now clarified his remarks, or rather, okay. So here's his statement. I want to clarify my interview on the Charlie Rose Show. It was for the Kennedy Center Honors and conducted prior to the premiere of the film. I misspoke and used a, a very inappropriate analogy, and for that I apologize. I have been working with Disney for 40 years and chose them as custodians of Star Wars because of my great respect for the company and Bob Iger, Iger's leadership. Disney is doing an incredible job of taking care of and expanding the franchise. I rarely go out with statements to clarify my feelings, but I feel it's important to make it clear that I am thrilled that Disney has the franchise. Oh, wow. and is moving it. That, yeah, this is all flack. fucking that's marketing. That's a PR flack. There, yeah, that yeah, sucks exactly. someone's ass for that one. That is not something. Yeah. Well, we gave you a couple billion dollars, George. You're going to say whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> we own you, motherfucker. <laughs> So, so what do you think? Um, um, so, what do you think the white slavers' comment stems from? That they are just basically that. I guess the way I took it is that Disney is making Star Wars basically a production line. It's going to be whipping out these movies one a year for it says forever. Basically, I mean, they said 20 years and then there's been statements that, you know, indefinitely they're going to produce one a year. So that's kind of where I took it is like, you know, it's it's a factory where you're just having these people whip stuff out. Um, Dave, what are what are your kind of thoughts? What do you think that that? was in reference to well yeah it was it was definitely in reference to the fact that disney's sort of really milking this this cow but i mean that's why they bought it um yeah and i I think lucas really sort of views himself as an auteur that these were these films that he was you know even though we didn't get it he had a vision and and now it's become you know we laugh at the idea that star wars becomes a has become a product but i don't think george ever really I think he was a guy who cashed the checks and made his movies. I don't think he really thought about all the books and toys. And, you know, he was aware that they existed and he was aware that he was getting money from it. But now that he's on the outside looking in, like, wow, they're they're really milking this cow. And it's like, but this cow was my baby. And they're they're just really, really pushing it. You know, and because and there was something else. He, he complained that the movie was too retro. So that's interesting yeah. that he's, he's saying now that he, it's before the movie premiered. Well, he had seen the movie. So, 
I don't. I, yeah, it was before the premiere, but he obviously. Yeah, because if anybody screened it, I'm sure. No, no, it he was saw it. He Lucas. saw it because yeah. he he famously said, "Well, it will give the fans what they want," um, which was like this really backhanded kind of. Well, if the fans want a movie that's fun, I suppose then they'll enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's he's bitter. He's really. You know, I, I really think there's some sour grapes. I think there's some regrets that he let it go. Yep. Um, and he just that, – that that statement was was PR. Fl- when he said, oh, I'm thrilled. Yeah, no. The minute they put yeah. the word thrilled in there because all he's done is whine and complain. You know, <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is my favorite character. He's the best character I made. And Han Solo had to sh- – or Greedo had to shoot first because otherwise Han Solo would be a murderer. I mean, he's just constantly like – fighting old fights and complaining about everything and, and kind of, you know, I, I, and, and, and I almost feel sorry for him, but like, you know, cause it's like he got rid of the film and suddenly it's like beating avatar to be the number one movie in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's yep. like, it, it, it's like everybody's so happy. And I think part of it is everybody's so happy that George isn't there. And, and that, that's got to sting a little. It's like he created this thing. Oh, God. It, yeah. It is his vision. And yet everybody's like, yay, George is gone. We can have fun again. <laughs> that, but that's got to suck, you know? That, that's got to yeah. hurt on some level. Plus, he, he originally, you know, like he had ideas for this movie. Like he – the impression I get is that when they bought Star Wars episode – when they bought the franchise, he was like, so here's my ideas. And I'm like, oh, good, thanks. Um, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do yeah. like that. He's mentioned that he he gave him his ideas for the sequels, and like nothing made it into this movie, yeah. you know. So uh, yeah, so obviously, it, if you haven't listened to the last cast, you you can find out what we all think about the new movie, and. And even thinking about it critically as a fan, yeah, I, I, I'm glad he is gone. I, I'm glad that I, I'm glad it is a retro movie, and and that may not be the artistic way to look at it. It may not be, you know, it may not be progressing the series, but I don't think I don't think a lot of people want it to progress. They want to re, I mean. Quite frankly, the reason why most of us are in this is because these toys, these franchises made us feel really great as a kid, you know, and I and I think that and and everybody like I love I love the card art now that I'm a graphic designer. I I appreciate the sculpting uh, when it comes to action figures. I, pr- I I love the engineering when it comes to Transformers. But when it comes down to it, when there's an oversized knocked off Optimus Prime, I think about buying that because it reminds me uh, of the the cartoons growing up. You know, and and I do think our hobby is a big nostalgia thing. Oh yeah. And 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 a lot of us don't want to change. You know, it, well, every nobody likes change supposedly. Well, it, you it, know? The, the saying is we want we want the same only different. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. So, 
I thought that was interesting. Why you would, yeah, why you would use the term white slavers. I mean, unless it's, unless he's just like, I'm not in the, the news enough and I want to be in the news again, you know, I he's just but bitter. I, I think he's bitter and he's angry and, you know, he's mad at Disney that they're, you know, making all this money and kind of, you know, riding the train that they paid $4 billion to, to buy. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of movies, something that will definitely not be as good as uh, Force Awakens, <laughs> I can guarantee you that. And somebody, I think the whole fandom wish would just fucking drop the reins and let somebody else try is not doing that. Bay, after saying he's not doing a third movie or a fourth movie, is now... <laughs> And not a fifth movie is now saying he is doing the fifth Transformers movie. And this was what was weird. Oh, I see. Okay, I misread the headline. But yeah, so Bay's going to be back for this fucking fifth movie again. And Wahlberg is going to be back <sighs> for this fifth movie. Oh, good. I didn't know that. And, and I thought this was – and I thought this was – a movie to get away like I thought this wasn't supposed to have any humans in it. It was going to be a robot movie, but with Wahlberg back, unless unless he's going to be doing some kind of flashback or something like that, which I don't know why you would flashback to four. Maybe he'll get a, he'll get an he'll get an exosuit like Spike. Yeah. <laughs> or he'll turn into Autobot Wahlberg. Just a <laughs> bunch of monster parts. He'll, he'll be the headmaster. Yeah. Yeah. So, Swage, I, yeah. I assume. I guess I don't know. I, I bet we've talked about it uh, on that first show, but what are you feeling about the movies? Do you hate them? Do you somewhat like them? They just get progressively worse to me. Because the first one, even though the story was relatively cohesive, uh, the action was good. I uh, know the actually the action, especially at the time, was amazing. Yeah, great battle scenes. Uh, then the second one, the plot was just completely incoherent, just just totally absurd. If anything, um, racist. I mean that's a big, that's a big one I'll throw out there is being. Yeah, I don't remember that, dude. The the skits and mudflaps. Yeah, I don't really know if that's racist. But... Oh, they had a gold. One of them had a gold tooth. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that one and then in that one I noticed that you know the action had great moments but then it seemed like a lot of it was rushed not only in the way you had to view it, but it was like they were just making it fast. Well, that was the writer's strike. That was the writer's strike one, right? Right, but then the third one, and that one is so confounding because that was, it was such an awful movie. But there were some amazing moments, and especially for me, you know, Soundwave is just about to destroy fucking Bumblebee who I've seen a billion toys sitting on the shelf for almost five years at that point, and I'm like, fucking kill him! He's gonna blow his fucking face off! <laughs> yes! And then 
and then you know the and and shockwave was impressive on the screen that was a yeah. really really interesting way you know and i thought that was actually a pretty pretty well used creative license there but then he's the biggest baddest motherfucker in the universe and he gets killed by a parachute yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And then the fourth one is just worse and worse. And so, <laughs> I mean, I can honestly say I have no interest in seeing this in theaters. I would be hard-pressed unless I was really pushed, maybe because I'm on the show, uh, to see it even on <laughs> Netflix. I mean, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm worn out on them. And that's just me because, you know, like, I'm, I'm not super insane in the Transformers, but... I'm not, I don't want to watch stuff just because it says Transformers on it. You know, like, I, I don't watch yeah. the new cartoon. I don't buy the new toys, like the new R.I.D., whatever the fuck's they're called, deployers and just shitty little pieces of peanut shells. You know, that like, that's just not my thing. And these movies are just... And I and I just keep selling myself. To, I'm like, eh, it's only a couple hours, a couple bucks here. But, man, they for years now, they've been draining me of my life force, and I don't... I don't think I could handle another one. <laughs> so what you're saying is no Transformers Five review show. Not for me. I happily <laughs> and chuckle and laugh, but it's I'll treat it the same way I will any bot concept from now on. Oh, that's cool. Tell me about it. No, I didn't pay any money for it. No, I don't have it. But go ahead, tell me how it went for you. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I'm one of that. I'm one of those people where I will go see it just because it has Transformers, and because I know because it's Bay, it's going to be a spectacle. I need to see on a big screen. I'll I'll be there opening weekend at some point. But yeah, no no expectations for this whatsoever. But that's the thing, though. Is like the fourth one even I had no expectations and it was so much worse than I ever imagined it could be. Yeah. The fourth one I think I knew was, so here's been my pattern. No expectations for the first really like it. I, I really like it to this day, even with all its faults and everything. I really like the first one. Uh, second one, high expectation absolutely horrible <laughs> third one low expectations again it was okay i i liked that they borrowed a g1 story to tell in it i i liked um i liked kind of i didn't necessarily like the decepticons throughout history thing yeah. um but but it was okay fourth one didn't like it at all i liked the concept i like the idea of that transformers are now hunted and and are illegal and all this kind of stuff um i didn't like the the magic particle forming transformers which was galvatron (laughs) you know um but so this one again super low expectations and hopefully i'm pleasantly surprised i i know being bay they're there's going to be a hot chick in it, and there's going to be big explosions and and cool-looking robots, whether they have personalities or not. Who knows? I look forward to your review. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, all right, Masters of the Universe, Vern, this is yours. The uh, uh, Dark Horse's Complete Guide to the Classic Animated Series. Yeah, if, if you like that that book we just were talking about in the last episode with the mini-comics, it's the same people doing this, and it's going to go over uh, the entire run of the uh, you know cartoon from 83 to 86. So if this if this book is anything like the last one, it's probably going to be just as good. It says it's over 500 pages. Um, it's going to cover um, episodes of He-Man and She-Ra. So I'm definitely, oh, nice. yeah, I'm definitely going to be in for this. Uh, it says on here that the price is 39.99, but I have a feeling you're going to find it a little cheaper than that. Yeah, Amazon will probably have it about 27 bucks. I I bet. Yeah, yeah, it's actually 592 pages. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, and the one thing I when you posted this, I had heard about it, but I hadn't looked into it. Um, I was like motherfuckers <laughs> because James Etock did did almost the exact same book. Now, even though I love his work, I love Serial Geek. Um, I love his Master's Blog. I didn't buy that book because it was literally all black and white. Uh, I don't even think there were photos. It was really just trivia and, and scripts and that kind of thing. So I couldn't bring myself to buy that. And then I'm like, motherfucking dark horse just took what he did and are adding pictures and, and making it interesting for people. But what's cool is he's actually a contributor on this book. Oh, that's cool. So that's what I appreciate is that Dark Horse recognized who really is the master of that animated series. I mean, his book was 300 pages. I mean, ridiculous. All text. Yeah, so, I mean, that's somebody that knows his shit. Yeah, for real. Well, it's and, that, uh, uh, book comes out in August of this year, August 30th. So I will definitely be picking right. this up when it hits. Yeah, me too, for sure. Um, anybody else? Uh, so, so obviously this is a toy podcast. Uh, I, I get sucked in and I buy most major book releases and, and I collect the comics as well. I don't, unfortunately don't have the time to read them, but I collect them for some reason, maybe because I like credit card debt or something. <laughs> uh, but, um, I also collect the comics. Anybody else? go beyond the toys and in, in in their realm dave do you do do you do books and comics no and... Not, i mean i I, no. I get like the reference stuff like i got the as we talked about on the last episode i got the visual dictionary for force awakens i got the uh the art of book because there was a lot of uh the early stuff the early ideas that they were kicking around um and i was really curious about that and i i wish i hadn't bought that book um, because, well, because like the stuff they were kicking around is kind of cooler than what they came up with. So now I'm unhappy uh-huh. with the movie, but, uh, <laughs> and I get like, like for the, for Star Wars, I get the soundtracks. I love the soundtracks. Like I will, I will never, I can never dump on the prequels because they gave me three fantastic soundtracks. So, but like the comics and then the spinoff novels and I, I have a bunch of those up to a certain point and then they just kind of got crummy and repetitive and, I, I just I stick with the movies now pretty much. 
Uh, well, Vern, obviously, you just said you do, you do do <laughs> the <laughs> books and stuff. Uh, Roger, I know GI Joe doesn't have that much stuff, but do you have uh, do you have noted author Kavanaugh's books? Do you buy some of the collecting books and stuff? Oh yeah, I have tons of reference stuff. I have uh, I have Cavern's book. I have. Uh... Who else do I have here? Ultimate Guide. I got Bellamo stuff. Um, I also have uh, Carson stuff, the 3D Do's, the art book he did. Oh, nice. Yeah, and that's an awesome book. I definitely recommend that. I have tons of G.I. Joe literature. Uh, I used to do the comic books, but Hama wrecked it for me, so I stopped reading them. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck. With his. There's fucking ninjas, man. There was like. <laughs> he they redid the the Real American Hero series. It started going good. Yeah, they were retouching. They continued it again. And then they fucking these ninjas came in, and then they would got killed off, and then more these ninjas came back again, and then they came back again, and I was like, fuck it, I'm not reading this anymore. I'm not reading GI Joe the Ninja. I'm reading GI Joe the comic. <laughs> so I stopped fucking doing it. Well, crap. Now I'm not looking forward to reading all those comics I bought. Well, they're fucking brutal, dude. <laughs> and they're like robot fucking invincible ninjas that are half cyborg. Like, it's fucked. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> has bought 65 comics in a run that hasn't read any of them like me. No, that's pretty much the whole series right there. You don't even need to read it now. <laughs> uh, Swage books did did you do you have what's the the uh the something of primus that book that they've done they've done like yeah how I, have, about, I have the covenant of primus i have yet to open it i feel like an asshole for that because that was a gift um uh, but i've read last stand of the records i have that i have the hardcover and i read through the main story i haven't got through all the extra stuff and I've read a couple spotlights, and there was another another book called Revelations. I want to say either Revelation or Revelations, and it's it's kind of like where Nova Prime is in there, and the the dark Energon world or some shit, where like once once someone would go there, they could shift back to the normal world, but they couldn't really die or something. I don't know. It was all fucking crazy, but. That's all I've got, and that's all I've read, and that's I don't know. It just it's very hard for me to follow comics because I like you know like I'm I'm more of a book reader. Like I'd rather generally when I read, I'll get like a 400, 500 page book and I'll read it in a day. You know I don't like periodicals that I got to wait two weeks to read twenty pages. Like it just irritates the piss out of me. Um, so you're saying then, you're smart. And you read, no, you're I'm just saying I know how to sound smart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dumb enough to not be stupid. <laughs> okay, because I thought you were saying you're learning. <laughs> no, I just flip pages real quick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I like you know getting into the stories and learning about you know a lot of the toys coming out. But I just just the format just kills me. I just I'd rather read all the fucking words all the, all at once. And then look at the pictures separate. <laughs> now, uh, more collector stuff like art books or anything like that. Do you do that at all? The only art stuff I have I got from 
defending our myths and heroes, Bobby Skullface. And it's just uh, like a mouse pad of some artwork he did. And also, oh, actually, I got uh, the only other art I have is from my buddy Super Quad 7 at TFW. He does sketch cards and stuff. So he sent me one when I bought something off him a couple years ago. (laughs) Honestly, I always see art books and they always seem so pricey, like for something that I would rarely look at. You know, it's like 80 bucks, 70 bucks. And while I respect the work and, and, you know, the talent, it's just not my thing. Yeah, you'll look through it once and put it on a shelf kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, G.I. Joe. So this actually uh, was submitted as a Transformers thing, but since we had Bay, I shifted this to uh, G.I. Joe. Um, so this is IDW Explores Alternate Timelines and Deviations. So they're going to be uh, – Dave, I know you're not big into the comics, but what was the Star Wars did this with uh, with some one offs, I think, or maybe or maybe small. Yeah. Yeah. Infinities where they just completely went batshit crazy with the timeline and just did a completely alternate version of Star Wars. Yeah. So that looks like they're going to be doing – IDW is going to be doing that with um, – oh, it's a five-week event starting in March 2016. Um, let's see. G.I. Joe, Transformers, uh, X-Files, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Looks like Ghost, Ghostbusters be, too. Yeah. And Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters yeah. Oh, yeah. And Ghostbusters Deviations. So, so what, uh, I, I guess, uh, Roger, what do you think about this? I know you said you did the comics for a while, but what are your thoughts on a comic book that just doesn't adhere to anything else? As long as there's no fucking ninjas in it, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking at the cover here. They have the cover of the, and I'm like, is there ninjas in there? I don't see I, one. I, it looks like Snake Eyes might get fucked up, but uh, well, it looks like Snake Eyes is wearing his uh, what was that? Not Cold Slither, but when they were a rock band in that one episode. Oh, and he yeah. was breakdancing and shit. Yeah, yeah. It looks like he's wearing that outfit. Yeah, he might not be a ninja cover. then. Maybe he's just like this cool breakdancer. <laughs> so so maybe this will be something you're interested in they all check uh, out. Uh, I'll just go around the table Dave what's your thought on books like these do, like Infinities do people not read comics I mean like I mean, even the Flash TV show is doing like Earth 2 kind of stuff these days it's it's yeah. you know Star Trek had the mirror universe uh like, like it's just weird. It's like, look, we're doing this radical thing where there's alternate timelines. O- okay, good, <laughs> good, good for you. And I mean, hasn't GI Joe already done that? Like, I mean, and that's that's the other thing is is especially something like GI Joe or Transformers. We're so used to you know, there's like the Sunbow continuity and the Marvel continuity and the IDW. Yeah, the, the, the idea that yeah. there's other realities, we're already used to that. It's like, okay, and so so we're used to it do you like it or not 
yeah, I mean, it's 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 fun. I mean, when it's well, when it's done well, it's fun, and when it's done stupid, you just kind of ignore it, and move on. So it's it's, <laughs> it's the whole fucking GI Joe zombie thing. Yeah, that was a thing that that because zombies are a thing, and you've got to milk that whole trend into the ground. Well, and I know, and I know the club's shattered glass <laughs> uh, storyline for Transformers is that's probably the most popular stuff they've ever done, and they tried it with Joe, and the Joe community hated it, uh, or that. hates it. As I would have still loved because uh, people thought that was going to be the set this year because it was in Springfield, and they were all like, "Oh, that's terrible! Don't bring shattered glass over to Joe's." I'm like, "No, that would be doing it once." would be fun like just a one shot and that would be a perfect convention thing to do a flip thing um yeah once and then you move on to the next thing because it seems like it seems like they've milked that shattered glass thing for the transformers i mean i may be wrong <laughs> oh yeah there's a shattered glass exclusive in every single con not not the base concept but in the souvenir sets Every year there's a shattered glass in there of something. Even when they did animated, they did shattered glass animated figures. Did they do too. one this year? I can't even remember. I, I don't can't think, remember. I don't think either. they did for this year though. I think they finally let it let the embers die a bit. <laughs> Let's see, Botcon two thousand souvenirs. While I look this up, uh Vern, what's your feeling on on blatant alternate timelines uh, i mean it's not my thing I, I i wouldn't buy any of these or read any of them i'm not a big book guy anyway i mean i bought the he-man books just because it's something i was interested in um even with movies it gets a lot to get me out to the movies like uh star wars is probably the first movie i've seen in the theaters in probably two years you know what i mean i, oh. I don't go to movies a lot either i, I don't enjoy movie theaters and being around people and you know just all the bullshit that goes with it so <laughs> i tend to, i tend to shy away from movies <laughs> but i mean i think they're cool for what they are you know i mean i, I can see the appeal towards them um but just just not for me um and then did we touch uh swage what was your thoughts on this kind of stuff did you touch swage <laughs> <laughs> you should um uh, nah, personally, I don't really like them that much. I just figure, you know, get, you know, like maybe two or three, you know, current, contemporary, different types of stories, I guess. And then that way you get something to expand on or that, that can possibly intertwine. But I think when you have something very established going on for an extended period of time, constantly changing it up or you know like just like a five five episode run or five um fucking story run i don't know they don't really appeal to me very much like especially if they're completely you know opposite or however you want to say it that's just not really my thing like you say you want a 500 page book that has a a good story that is consistent throughout tells it tells an entire story as opposed to right. an episode yeah you know yeah. Okay. No, but in fairness i do like quite a bit of shattered glass figures so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i i'm kind of i i 
really like Dave's statement is is I like it when it's good and when it's not I just care less about it you know so um, I looked up the Botcon set you're right there is not a shattered glass in this set this set was uh, the souvenirs were G2 and Diaclone. Yeah, there's Diaclone. And then I don't, and I don't know what those four Waspinators are. They had those four Waspinators in weird colors. I don't know what the heck no. those are from. Yeah, I couldn't fucking tell. But I don't, <laughs> I don't think those are shattered glass Waspinators or anything. So, all right, guys. Well, we freaking did it. Uh, Longer than two hours, but not three and a half hours at least. We are horrible with boundaries. <laughs> yes. Time does not exist on this show. Well, and, and Mrs. McFavor used to get pissed off at me because every show I would end like, well, that was longer than it was supposed to be, you know? And she's like, no one says your our show's too long, so why don't you stop bitching? But I I know I like a I like a shorter show in my podcast, but but I think I think we rocked it. I think we did good. We progressed well, and and we did get to get the whole team's thoughts on a lot of a lot of things that are facing the com- collector community, whether you're GI Joe, Masters, Transformers, or Star Wars. So. I think we did good this time around. Um, anybody else got anything? Any parting thoughts? Wanna wanna send uh, shout outs to anybody that did you right, did you wrong? Um, I got I got too I, many to name. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I I normally don't do shout outs because lots of people hook me up and stuff like that. Um, I guess I do want to do one, and I don't think he listens to this show, but uh, um, the guy that runs uh, Yak Face, uh, I just happened to chime in on a conversation he was having with a guy called uh, uh, OG from the uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff podcast, and uh, they were talking about Sabine, and and, uh, OG had asked him if he had heard about uh, re-release, and I was kind of curious about the same thing. I never saw a Chopper in stores, and I never saw a Sabine in stores. Um, of course, they've re-released Chopper, uh, but I was looking for Sabine to complete just a core cast. I don't, I don't buy every character of all the cartoons and all that, but I do like to get core casts of everything, and uh, and so. Um, I think his name's Jason that runs it. I just want if he does listen or if somebody knows him, let him know that I gave him a big shout out. Um, I chimed in. I normally don't like to do that when someone's hooking up another collector with maybe an extra figure they might have or selling them something at a reasonable price. But I chimed in and I was like, I'm looking for a Sabine too. And the dude's just sending me one. A figure that literally, literally goes for like thirty, forty bucks right now for a five-point of articulation figure, wow. and he's just gonna send me one because he had an extra one. So big shout out to him. That was super cool. I begged him to let me pay him something for it, and he's just not having it. So that was kind of cool. But uh, so that's the only thing I really had. Um, so I guess if nobody has anything else, 
I guess uh, we will see you guys all sooner rather than later or later rather than sooner. Peace. 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 Peace.